What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, December 8th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, and with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. What's up, guys? Cody Bellinger's a cub. How about that? I thought there would be a lot more, but it's not over yet. It's not over yet. <laughs> and the good Reverend K. Fitz. I would like to uh, officially name the newest strain of Chicago Sativa, the Bellinger strain, because I am super stoked that that stoner is coming to the north side. Super stoked. And if you guys can make sure that he knows where the McDonald's and the nearest Taco Bell is, it'd be greatly appreciated. You got to do a lot of work before you get a strain named after you. Oh. And as always, NASCAR Mitch. Patiently waiting for something to happen. On the south side of town. That seems to be the the key phrase after uh, Rick Hahn had a nice three-day vacation in San Diego. I know. Uh, went down there for three days. Hold it. Keep it in (laughs) in your pants, man. We're still in the intro. We're still in the intro. You got to buy us dinner first, and then you can really force it in like Big Ben. So, obviously, we are going to be talking about the MLB winter meetings. Um, You know, it wasn't as explosive, so to say, as we were expecting, but there was a lot, a lot went down. Definitely a lot went down enough to easily fill the show. So the Cubs made some signings, the White Sox did not. Um, Both teams are linked to some names still, so we'll get into all that and a lot more. Um, so let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we here now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. As always, the show is brought to you by Sports Micry, sportsmicry.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications so you'll be the first to know when the White Sox sign some dude from a Mexican farm league team and tell us he's going to be the next Mike Trout. Um, and also Uncle Bud's on 9700 South Cicero. Uh, Taco Tuesdays are fully rolling. They got the kitchen up and rolling. The Bud Burgers are fantastic. Make sure you go check them out. 9700 South Cicero, Uncle Bud's. Um, so I, Cody Bellinger loves some Bud. Uncle, Cody Bellinger hey. should. If, if Cody Bellinger signed with the White Sox, he probably would have been a spokesperson for the Uncle Bud's. Can't have a Cubs player be the spokesman for a South Side bar. It just won't won't work out. But sorry, Cody, Mr. Prime, prime opportunity there, bud. But um, I guess let's start there. That's a pretty good place. So the winter meetings have now come and gone. Um, as I mentioned, we can cover everything the White Sox did. Ready here? Let's cover it. And that was the White Sox winter meetings. <laughs> so the Cubs uh-huh. on the other hand. Uh-huh. 
They picked up a picture in the Ruler 5 draft. That's yep. true. He looks like Dylan Cease's little cousin. <laughs> white boy you, with, you, uh... you guys have to keep him on your roster the entire year. He is yours. But I guess he has some uh, some history with Ethan Katz. Um, as good friend of the show, Jordan Lazowski said, you know, for the, the believers of the Ethan Katz lab, this is this is your new pet. This is your uh, this is your guy. This is gonna be the one that you, you know, that you gotta root for there. But um, the Cubs though, the Cubs were busy uh, during the winter meetings. Um, first and foremost, in every tweet from every baseball beat writer, when they list the, the teams that, um, are in on a player, the Cubs were always listed as one of those teams. Just put it that way. They were in on, supposedly in on everybody. Uh, you even had Boris say that the Tom, Tom drum, right? Getting that right. The Tom, Tom drum was, yep. Basically going, we've heard all these open wallets, the checkbook's right. there, everything's Cubs going. Were, Cubs were even linked to the three wise men dropping off presents at Baby Jesus' stable. Yeah, I mean, basically, if they had a pulse and they played baseball and they're a free agent, they were linked to the Cubs uh, in some shape or form. Uh, but with all that being said, the ones that have put pen to paper, though, the Cubs did make two. I liked what the Cubs did. I will say that right out of the gate. I like what the Cubs did. And we'll start with Cody Bellinger. Um, I expressed on this show a couple times that I thought Cody Bellinger would be a great corner outfield for the White Sox. So I was a little disappointed to see him go to the Cubs, but I think the Cubs are getting themselves a, a pretty solid player in the former MVP. Uh, although, what was the exact deal? So I think it's $12 million guaranteed for 2023. And then there's an option for 24 with a $5 million opt-out. So he's going to get $17 million. Yeah. And I don't think that's a, a gross overpay. I mean, obviously he's coming down from, he's coming off of, you know, not a great season. Oh, no, he's been dog shit. Oh, man. Yeah. In a row. <laughs> he's been dog shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, okay it's, it's fine. Yeah. He hit. He had a, a 165 batting average in 21. He had a 210 batting average in 22. Um, home run numbers are considerably down. He had 10 home runs in 21, 19 homers last year. His strikeout and, numbers are kind of alarming too. Yeah, but and you know we can Mitch, trace I'm this just all back. Give you a little handle. That, okay, Go I was gonna say we can trace this all back to the time that I drafted him in our live Pinwheels and Ivy first, uh, our inaugural uh, Pinwheels and Ivy draft when I took him with my first pick overall. Ever since then, shit. The Kevin Jinx. Huh? Um, but Mitch, what I was gonna say is we can't really talk shit about his strikeout numbers because. We're going to get to a guy later on that is probably going to be on our team. That we well, really, I mean, yeah. that, that's fine <laughs> for a team for a general manager that's doing something. Then you know, hey, yeah, we, yeah. we can talk a little shit about a strikeout. Um, this is for yeah. Cody, by the way. Welcome. Um, He's in the chat, by the way. I just want to tell you guys that. One of the nice things, though, too, with Cody Bellinger, though, he is a a, a pretty good defender. Um, and he can also play first base for the Cubs, which is solid. He does have a gold glove under his belt that 2019 season where he won MVP. He was gold glove, silver slugger, you know, all-star, everything. But um, I think on a, a one-year deal under 20 mil to, as we said on the last show, like 
prove to the MLB that, you know, you still belong and you're still a higher tier and you should get that bigger paper. I mean, he's basically playing for his next contract. And I think he, the dimensions on the North side will favor to his swing. I mean, he just has to put bat to ball, but yeah. So Cubs guys, I guess we'll just flip it to you right away. Where are you at with Cody Bellinger? Uh, so three things. Number one, obviously, it's the pre-bid deal. Betting on himself. Always mm-hmm. love to see that. So some extra motivation there. Uh, number two, change of scenery, right? We always talk about with the guys. He was just sucked or whatever. Maybe, you know, get a, a... I I believe in that, I think, more than other people do, that the change of scenery is definitely a real thing. A change of scenery, plus he's reunited with a couple coaches that used to be out in L.A., uh, when he was like still either in the minors or coming up uh, with the Dodgers back in, and what was his rookie year? Like 15, 16? I think 16. 16. Um, so seven, there's well, that factor. Was it 17? 17 is when he, he won the rookie year. Yeah, it was 21. Okay. Yep. So a couple coaches familiar with uh, you know what was working back then, mm-hmm. uh, get eyes on him again. Uh, and then the third, t- the third thing for me, which, like, yes, obviously he's been awful for the past, you know, two, three seasons uh, offensively. But the Cubs' defense in center field uh, in 2022, I think they were literally, like, the worst, like, defensive group in center field. Uh, Cody Bender, like you said, Gold Glove winner before, he's been a good defender. So that just, even even if he's just okay, okay defensively for the Cubs is a hell of an improvement over the guys that they had. Uh, so you get a some high floor there. Uh, hopefully he's coming back from like the, the shoulder injury stuff. Uh, there you go, as our guy Alex Healy in the comments pointing out the ho- holiday connection. I think he also worked with Matt Carpenter yep. last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw what Matt Carpenter did, like absurd power numbers with the Yankees before he got hurt. But here's the thing, although, too, with what Healy's saying, he said he saw him hitting with Jackson Holiday, and he has a short toe tap now with the front leg. It's something little like that. Like, it's, one it's little just adjustment. Like anything, yeah. Because you know the goods are there, man. He won a fucking MVP. Like, it's not like he was just an all-star a couple of times. No, he won MVP. You know the goods are there. It's just something mechanically is slightly off. And it could be something like a short toe tap that fixes everything. It's like, wild, the- but... And like even even if he did like I'm not expecting him to to, to even get close to the 2019 numbers like that was an absurd season I think his OPS right. was above like a thousand um like more than 40 home runs if he is with the Cubs you know is back healthy from the shoulder he hits 25 home runs hits you know I don't even care what his average is he starts taking some walks again wonderful. I'll right. take that. I'll take that right now. Yeah, Gary, signing me up for a twenty-five home run season, with Cody Bellinger, and good defense in center. Now, at one of the things, twelve million too. At theoretically twelve million. I don't know if you guys have seen right. or read too much into this, but as like I said, I wanted him on the White Sox, so I'm not like knocking Cody Bellinger at all. Because I, if he, the White Sox signed him, I would have been just as ecstatic. But some people link his free fall if you will statistically to that's right about when the whole sign stealing thing started becoming public and they started cracking down on that quite a bit and it's led some people to believe that he was the 2019 season was a product of him 
benefiting from that. And once that faucet got turned off, he started, you know, drying up a little bit. But which is a strange know. accusation considering the vitriol that he threw out at people like Carlos Correa and how like how it was reported even possibly today that the Dodgers specifically weren't targeting Carlos Correa because of the cheating stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing to think because it sounds like I mean I mean, maybe, maybe I don't know it sounds like I mean it's it's hard to believe that someone's going to be that angry it, it'd be like someone being mad at steroids and then shooting you know shooting it up in their ass like five minutes later like Rafi, okay Rafael Palmer did that never mind he shook his finger um but I I, I think that that's that's a I, it has nothing to do with that he has he has a shoulder issue it's been his shoulder for for a couple of years now that he hasn't been a hundred percent and look you know and Aldo you touched on it too you know the the new home. The versatility. We know what his floor is. We know what his ceiling can be. Um, he's finally getting healthy. He's 27 freaking years old. He's not an old man by any means. He's younger than KB, for example. He's 27. Um, you know, he's you know he's going into a season now where the shift has been removed. But his biggest problem has been hitting the high fastball. So the toe tap is seems to me like an adjustment to try and finally be able to recognize pitches that are elevated out of the hand and make that timing mechanism work for him. So, you know, it's his high fastball issues that get him. You take away the shift. He no longer is seeing something different. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, you step foot in that box and you see two dudes on the right side of second base. It's, it's weird. It's just weird. It's, it's daring you to try and adjust your swing. It's that's one of the things that people don't talk about with the shift is it creates a mindset where you're like, if I just punch it this way, if I just punch it the other way, I got to hit. And then you pop it up because you're out front or you're pushing away, or you're just, you're not getting that top hand over, et cetera. And with him, you take away that shift. Now it's going to be an entirely different. Again, your line of sight when you're looking at the, you know, when you're when you're digging in the box and you're seeing the pitcher and you're looking at things out of the hand, less chaos behind it also can help with the focus. Now, uh, the biggest thing for me that I see with him though too is that he is coming into Chicago. He's a he's a he's a winner. Uh, we know what he can do, but at the same time, he's he's a good clubhouse guy. He's going to fit in well. I, he's immediately a Cub fan favorite. I, trust me, when he starts playing, I'm gonna, I told you guys this in our chat. I've been watching or at least knowing about him, known about him since he was in high school. Like he was part of that same 2013 high school club circuit. Um, and this guy's, you know, this guy's legitimately uh, a guy that can be good. And if he's finally healthy and he's just getting a fresh start and he re-clears that mechanism, I think that, you know, 12 million plus that buyout, you know, it was a mutual option in year two, you know, which they, if he does well, they can extend him a little bit. I think this is a little risk move. I mean, people are pissed off. They're like, well, what about Hayward's contract? Well, you know what? This is as best you can do besides getting Hayward out there to actually play for himself. This is a, this is a solid guy with a, uh, we know his floor and he has an excruciatingly high ceiling when he starts producing. So I, I think I'm, 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 I'm in love with this mix, but I just, I think the idea of, you know, coming back to circle around, I think the idea that he was steal, you know, he was a product of the sign stealing is is ludicrous to me. Yeah, Another thing, with his, I get uh, it, but I I also wouldn't rule it all completely out. I mean, it's not so hard out of the realm of believing of someone doing something and someone else getting caught and be like, oh yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Look at what he's doing. I mean, the the numbers line up. I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm just saying that it's an interesting theory. Ever, yeah. ever, ever since COVID, by the way, it's ever since the COVID shutdown. Well, I mean, it was the year before that. I mean, here's. My, no, my, year that, he hit, the year before that was the three. He had three hundred five. The twenty twenty season, he hit two thirty nine, then yeah. one sixty five, then two ten. Well, I mean, here's as a Cubs. If I was a Cubs fan, I mean, as a supplemental move, I think it's fine. 
but I don't think it's anything like Cody Bellinger isn't anything that's going to move the needle. I, the last three years, he has failed to hit above 240, and he's failed to hit above 20 home runs, and he strikes out a lot. So there's not a whole lot he's doing well offensively. Now, here's where it is. like You do get excited because he does have the potential there. Left-handed bats are always nice. He plays good defense, and he's clutching the postseason. So if you're seriously contending, like seriously, if you're serious about contending this year, that's a guy you want on your team in the postseason. His numbers don't jump off the page, but he always seems to show up in big moments. I mean, 2017 had a monster year. Even when he has bad years, if you look at some of his moments in the postseason, in 2020, he had a terrible year. He hit the tie-breaking home run in Game 7 of the NLCS that helps send him to the World Series. So he seems to show up clutch. So that that is encouraging to see. But um, unless the Cubs get one of those big shortstops or make some other big moves, if that's like one of your only guys, it's kind of, yeah. Like he's only a good signing if you're adding a bunch of other pieces around him and you're not banking mm-hmm. at Cody Bellinger to be the guy he was in, in 2017 when he was an MVP caliber player. Otherwise, on, it's kind of very mad move. But you're like, on that versatility. Yeah, yeah. He's a good depth piece to have if you're taking a flyer on. And for what they paid him, it's not like they overpaid him. So, I mean, that's fine. But I, you know, if I was a couple of and the same with the White Sox, they were deciding I'm not jumping out of my seat in excitement over Cody Bellinger. It's like, okay, that's solid. What else are you going to put around? We got a trade. What? Uh-oh. No. Uh, neither of our teams. Oh. Uh, the Braves acquired right-handed pitcher Joe Jimenez oh. uh, from the Tigers in cash considerations for outfielder Justin Henry Malloy and left-handed p- pitcher Jake Higginbooth. Um, that guy's okay, or Jake okay. And, oh, okay. They couldn't fit his last name on one line. <laughs> but uh, – Are these – not mad to see. I mean, Joe Jimenez wasn't anything crazy, but as we just, I feel like he's the guy that like always pitched against the White Sox. So. He threw gas, but he was wild from yes. what I was told. But Tim Anderson hit the walk off off of him, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Higginbotham. That's a great name. Yep. Many Higginbothams have died to bring you this information. Just, uh, just two more things on the on Bo- on Bellinger uh, to mm-hmm. wrap that up. A, a spot on, Mitch. Like obviously, he's just he's just a guy right now. You can't count on him to provide provide you like above average offense after his last uh, two and a half years. Uh, but that's the thing. If he sucks, it's one year. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, we tried it. He's gone. And then they have Pete Armstrong ready next year. So mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, number two, if he does, if like he does reach his potential again and has a great season and, and obviously he's going to opt out if he does, he's going to be like, peace. See you later, guys. The Cubs can slap the qualifying offer on him. So there you go. Then he signs somewhere else. Cubs get a draft pick, some bonus money. Yeah. I think it's a low risk, high reward move. I think it's a low. I feel like this is a, again, you, if you know the floor, I mean, I refuse, maybe I'm just too much of an optimist here, but I doubt that his floor can get any lower than it was, especially this season. He was one of the greatest hitters in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his floor, I think he was still like near like a two war player. Yeah. He's a 1.7 war at as, as bad as he was. He was a two point. He was a one point seven WAR player. I think he's a good With base a runner too. Protection though, he's gonna have a lot less. Li- well, I mean, we'll see who they sign, but as of now, gonna have a lot less line of protection. Actually, so- 2020, 2021, he was worse. He was a negative one WAR. So he went from a yeah. seven point seven WAR to two thousand and twenty. He was a one point four WAR to a negative one WAR in twenty twenty one. Back up to a one seven. So if you really look at the trend, he's trending back upward. So he exactly. really he can have a seven point seven WAR this year if you follow the pattern. <laughs> See, I'm optimistic. Don't tell me I'm not. There you go. Shut, shut up, Justin Roman. <laughs> uh, you had anything else on Bellinger, Aldo? 
Uh, nice. I mean, again, uh, yes, the numbers are the offense. It's not something you should be like, hey, we we're getting the 2019 MVP again. No, you're you're no, you're not getting that. But good defense, good base runner, has some pop. Mitch said it. Yep. You always got to love a lefty bat. And like so, I said, I mean, I'm not even gonna front, man. As a Sox fan, if the Sox would have signed him, I would have been happy with it so i can't say but it was more because we were limited on our options and we knew they weren't going to be able to spend much we're like okay this guy's cheap that would fill a need that could have potential for the cup the checkbook's wide open so that's why supposedly yeah then they might add a bunch around if they had a carlos correa and cody Sanger, then all of a sudden okay that's well they did go out oh go ahead fitz oh you go ahead you go ahead go ahead I was going to say they did go out and make another signing, and I think this one's a little bit more significant, to be honest with you. Yep. Uh, they went out and get uh, Jameson uh, Tell Tellon. Tyon, right? They got Tyon, just tie and then on. Tyon. Tyon. on. The double L makes a Y. Oh, okay. So real quick though, before we jump to Tyon, real quick, I did want to read a couple things about read you guys a couple things about Cody Bellinger so that Cub fans can kind of get to know this guy. Son of a former Major League Baseball player, Clay Bellinger. He grew up a Yankees fan, so screw that. But he did play in the 2007 Little League World Series out of Chandler, Arizona. Drafted in 2013. Broke records his rookie season. I think he had a 10 home runs in a 10-game span at one point. Uh, he had an MVP season, obviously. But this is the thing that stands out to me. This is so weird for me because a lot of these guys have their own routine. His pregame prep, while other dudes are listening to like pump-up music, Bellinger likes to listen to slow, relaxing, almost classical music or like hypnotic music before games. I bet his playlist is chill. So maybe someone needs to like grab that playlist and like throw a little bit of like Megadeth, maybe some Cannibal Corpse, something really heavy in there. Maybe, you know, a little. Uh, well, the weed's not as good in not- Illinois as it is California. So maybe True. that will help the, uh, the playlist. Less you, know, you know how there is that, you know how there is that graphic a few years ago is like James Harden stats after he visited. Or uh, after he played in cities that have like more strip clubs, yeah. like we need uh, we need a Cody Bellinger like city like who has the best weed in what city, <laughs> and uh, see where he performs best after each road trip or something. I mean, Chicago got some pretty good weed, man. I was gonna say I don't know it's from okay. uh, from my own experience, but uh, I mean, so okay. maybe. Yeah, I can mean, say having... from back in the day, I can tell you, but uh, I don't really partake as much anymore, but. Having been a connoisseur in both locations, I will say that the weed out in the West is much better. I, I, will I say don't that. doubt that, but I wouldn't downplay the weed in Chicago. No, I mean, do, we gotta, uh, we, we should do remember, some uh, testing. We are across, Chicago <laughs> is a main hub for a cartel and shit like that. A lot of shit gets pumped through Chicago. Well, so. I don't want my weed from a cartel anyway. That shit's right. We... I, you're missing a lot of the point. But anyways, <laughs> uh, you, you can see... <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised that this dude yeah, is listening to a chill playlist before uh, games. But again, I'm you, you watch him too in the outfield randomly. He acts like he's hot. There was one time I'm at Dodger mm-hmm. Stadium and like just randomly watching Cody Bell. He has his glove off. He's like spinning it around his hand. Another time he's like looking up into a light and he goes like that for like a few <laughs> in between pitches. I'm like, that has to be hot. I, I can't tell you saw... how much I love this guy. He's a lefty. He's a typical lefty. He's literally the epitome of a lefty. He's a weird freaking guy. His hat's never straight. He's weirder than hell out in the outfield. He's yeah, he might be a stoner, but he's also just a lefty. That like that right there makes it weird. Like he's they're weirdos. Just 
All yeah, of them. I saw a lot of that too with uh, when I was out in San Francisco and Jock Peterson in the outfield. He looked like a little kid with ADD. Like mm-hmm. he just it probably that's probably true too. I mean, he was like messing with the crowd. Like yeah. Anyways, uh, so the Cubs went out and got themselves. A very, in my opinion, a pretty solid ass pitcher. I think this mm-hmm. is a bigger move for the Cubs than Bellinger. Um, uh, he was 14. I mean, win loss doesn't really matter, especially because he was pitching for the, a good Yankees team, but he was 14 and five last year with 391 ERA, uh, 151 strikeouts with a 1.128 clip. Uh, he had a 1.3 B war. The Cubs were in dire need of pitching. I think well, they, know, because they had the sec- best ERA in the NL second half of the year. The second half of the year. They needed more pitching. Like, everybody yeah, could say, say you need more pitching. I would say Dyer just because I think I think they they really needed this pitcher. So they went out. Currently, they, they have a number two out. and then four number fours. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Now, is he an ace? Better. Mm, no. No. But. He adds instant value to this uh, to this team. Um, they go and get a big righty there, though. You know, if you look his similarity scores, scores, um, you know, they're not the best things in the world. But again, this is if I'm going to make these kind of comparisons, I'd be absolutely pumped to get this guy on the White Sox. So that's kind of where I'm judging a lot of these moves. But yeah, uh, I I think this is the bigger signing of the two for the Cubs. I think this is instant you don't have to worry about him going you know i know i think bellager will be a fan favorite too with the cubs but it's going to be rough if he comes out of the gate slow which is a very big possibility and i think uh jameson here is a little bit more of a solid bet i think he had uh was it like 177 innings uh this past year i think we, we talked about it right before we got on with uh, quintana and uh the innings and like how deep guys are going now the guys just don't go deep in games any, anymore. Jameson Tyon does. The, the dude's a workhorse. Yep. Even after coming back from Tommy John surgery. I mean, I think he had like a, you know, we talk about Mike Clevenger's down year with the Padres in 2022. Still had like a 4-2 ERA. I think it was something similar for that for Tyon uh, in 2021. Uh, got better in 22. He commands the, the strike zone. Doesn't walk a lot of guys. I think he was like a at the top of the leaderboard and lows like walk percentage. Uh, so that's great to see. Um, like you said, Zoe, this is a solid signing. Mm-hmm. Uh, middle of the rotation arm. Guy who's going to take the ball every fifth day. Yep. Love it. I mean, I, again, he's not an ace, but I mean, he threw after 100... Lander, after DeGrom, like, and I mean, the only other guy is like Carlos Rodon right now. That's the true ace in the free agent market. He threw 177 innings last year, and he only walked 32 guys. Yeah, yeah no, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like going through his stats, uh, you know, writing that's about like, it the other day, and I was like, "Wow, impressive!" Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty fun. Oh shit! He that's... is going to be what the Cubs thought they were getting in Jose Quintana when they traded for him. I think, like okay, a solid okay. number two guy for the next couple of years. Don't, don't bring you're gonna give you're giving Kevin yeah, PTSD. You're gonna get kids all fired up. He's <laughs> might have a stroke. Fizz is weirdly upset with Jose Quintana for some reason. Well, look, never mind. I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> Showing restraint here, guys. Don't actually, worry, Kevin, Kevin. Don't worry, Duran. We're getting actually, to well, it. Let's let's talk about Tyon for a second. No, I was gonna say, Kevin, <clears throat> uh, Quintana signing with the, like your second hate or maybe your first most hated team is My like a great scenario hated. for you. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it just like it's all he needs to do is take some snaps with the goddamn Packers, and he's to fucking run the gamut. That's it's it. <laughs> do your dishes, but have somebody else do them, please. Don't cut your hand again, man. Sit out. Uh, no, the the tie-in move is the tie-in move is great. Uh, it's a, it gives the Cubs a number two slash number three type arm, a guy that throws a lot of ground balls at Wrigley too. And that's the thing that I think we didn't mention is he's a ground ball pitcher. And look at what the Cubs are starting to build. And I want to say it was Bleacher Nation. See, I didn't do it. Bleacher Nation, and I didn't call him Mike Judge. Um, Bleacher Nation even brought this up uh, the other day, or yesterday maybe it was, about how it seems like they're bringing in this the couple of these ground ball pitchers and they're focusing on good defensive infielders, good defensive outfielders. So there's, there's a, there is, looks like, a plan to at least play consistently good fundamental baseball with the Cubs and Tyon is he kind of fits that mold. He's in eat innings. He doesn't walk a lot of guys, no free passes. You know, his, his bad bip has been pretty consistent over the course of his career. So it really is who he is. And last year he had a 2.3 war. I mean, I'll take a 2.3 war from a number three all day long. No. And I think that's just, I think it's just a good move. I mean, I don't think there's too much to beat into it. I think he's a great guy to add to the rotation. I think they got him at a good price point. I just think that that was a really solid move. And- oh, that, that's what I wanted to bring up, uh, uh, Zoe, the, the price point. Mm-hmm. Number one, I always hate it when fans... I mean, I, I know that we do it on occasion. Where we'll, we'll see a deal. I mean, the Trey Turner deal, I, I'm sure we'll talk about the, these other monster deals a little later, yep. where we'll be like, oh, shit, like 11 years or you know whatever the number is. We'll be like, what? But I, I do hate it when like fans get so over, overly obsessed with uh, you know some of these bigger contracts. Don't worry, guys. MLB owners can afford it. They're not having trouble uh, doing the payroll. Yep. Uh, secondly, well, he, he did have biblical losses a couple <laughs> years ago. Now, biblical, I've heard. Bib. Um, the 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 free agency market this year. If if uh, you know anyone listening right now watching, uh, if you have a son or you know who knows, maybe one day uh, we'll see a lady in the game or two yeah. or a lot. Just had a woman get the first D one baseball scholarship. That's right. Yep. Um, but you know, if you have a little boy, a little girl, teach start them get, hand them a baseball. Maybe they're left handed. Uh, teach them how to tie throw. The, tie that right <laughs> hand behind their back until they're five. Do it right. <laughs> God teach them how to throw because these guys are getting paid. They're getting paid a lot, and it's mm-hmm. and it's great. MLB is as healthy as ever. Revenue rise. Don't let them ever tell you otherwise. <laughs> um, and and did you see market, that? Did you see that list of uh, the top twenty yeah, growing the growing brands, brands. In, <laughs> in the world? MLB was like number fifteen. They're like behind. What was it like cream cheese or something? And like now, <laughs> and like, which is really like, blowing up. But seriously though, for them to even be on that list, it's like. The, yeah, the fact is, they they just got thirty million or forty million or whatever it was from Apple too. Like these guys just got money, thirty million in their pocket or forty million, whatever. I can't remember if it was thirty or forty million. I think it was thirty. One, thirty million. I mean, look again. And fans are so they've been so traumatized by the 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 brainwashing through the media for almost decades at this point from the ownership that these are greedy players asking for their fair share when it comes to the profits that these owners are making. And now we finally get an off season where. It feels like it's closer to the players getting a little bit more fair value. That call it inflation, call it whatever the hell you want, but it's not 2021. You have to overpay in this offseason if you're going to land any of these good players. You, I mean, God, the Padres offered 10 years, 400 million, according to reports, to, to to Aaron Judge. See, I did it again, Aaron Judge, and he turned it down. For, for I mean, you got to come big. You can't. No, it, Jed Hoyer's intelligent spending is dead 
if you want to sign anybody that's going to make a massive impact, you can sign a bunch of bit players with intelligent spending and you can be a second place team that sells a lot of tickets. Or you can be a big dog and go play with the big boys. You shouldn't run away from the Phillies. You shouldn't run away from the Dodgers. You shouldn't run away from the Padres. You shouldn't be running away from anybody in Major League Baseball if you're the Chicago Cubs. You've got money to spend. You've got a big backing. You've got TD Ameritrade, all that money in the coffer. you got an extra year to wait and drop off all that payroll next year so you don't get hit with the luxury tax. He's got a year to be over the tax before you get hit with it. That's next year. That's going to be the Hayward contract, maybe some other contracts off the books. Go out and just throw it down and worry about next year, next year. Go and get – you can't steal second with your foot on first. And in this right now, if Jed really does have an open pocketbook, he cannot sit on his hands and just drop low balls. He's got to go up and beyond and wow somebody so that they didn't get, they don't ever get a chance to go back to another negotiation. He can't let them leave the room. At this point, it's so close that you almost don't want to let a negotiation leave the room because the minute they leave the room, someone's going to drop something bigger and it's over. The smart ones don't let them leave. And that's I think that's where the Cubs – and that's where fans are like, oh, it's too much. No, it's actually market value for 2022. Don't make a mistake about it. This is this is the market this year, and it's going to go up next year. And uh, and a lot of that, too, the contract stuff. And, like, I don't blame the people who write – like the when they do the contract projections, like Fangraphs does it. Yes, all, all the all the publications do it, and like obviously they're they're going off recent history, just like what similar players have gotten. But like, so you always get the comparison of like, wait, the projection said or the prediction said he was going to get this, and they're getting that. Like, what an overpay! Like, no, like once the first couple signings happen, you have to adjust. You yep. have to go up to what the market is, and then if you're serious about wanting a player. That's what you're going to pay. Look, the only salary grid you need to see with projected salaries is the pinwheels and Ivy projected salaries. Oh, well, no, 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 no. There is a reason we are not agents. Yeah. <laughs> we were, so, we're low on everybody. Hey, everybody. Except for Mitch. I keep oh, overshooting everybody. Big numbers. So oh, for yeah. all, all of everyone in the comments saying like, talk about this, we're going to get to all of it. Trust me, guys. We just, we're going through people that actually put ink to paper for Chicago teams first. And then. We're going to keep going. So um, I guess on the other side of things, there are a couple rumors that came out right before we went on recording um, with the White Sox. A good, good friend of the show, Herb Lawrence, was on his show on CHGO. Uh, He said his guy, he won't say who it is, but his guy who has been right before in feeding him information has said that the White Sox and Joey Gallo have been uh, talking a lot, pretty much almost, he said, he went as far as to say it should be announced later this week, where it's Wednesday night as we're recording this, so I got to imagine soon. Um, I actually shot her of a text on the side, was like, how good do you feel about this? And he just said, this guy hasn't done me wrong in the past. So um, that's why... (laughs) Earlier, when Mitch was talking about how much Cody Bellinger strikes out, I was like, maybe we shouldn't dwell on that. Um, Dude, my jaw dropped. You know I what? thought Joey Gallo was better. He's not. No, he's not. But at least you have insurance for Oscar Colas. They did sign him. Yeah, and, also, yeah go ahead. He plays good defense. Now, mind, it wasn't that great last year. But, like, historically, he plays good defense, and he's shown the ability to ho- hit home runs. So we're going to out a lot fine because the, this comes up. The White Sox were one of the top, I think, five teams in the AL in batting average last year. They yes. didn't strike out a ton. Who get and like look what it got him? Who gives a shit? It's about hitting home runs now. And he has shown he can hit home runs and he plays good defense. And we're getting insurance and he's going to be cheap most likely, probably like eight to ten million for one year deal. 
for a prove it deal. So fine. That is fine. And now it's like the same thing with Bellinger. I'm not jumping out of my seat for it. No. But like that's solid. That's better than not doing anything or waiting till everyone signs so we can try and trade someone for a team that's desperate. That I won't go down that rabbit hole yet. We'll get there, I'm sure. But I mean, basically, if this does happen, it checks off a couple boxes for me. Left-handed power bat. Check. Not a first baseman playing outfield. Check. <laughs> I'm good. You can stop there. All I right, mean, he's a two-time gold glover. It's been a, been a little bit. I mean, he won a gold glove in 2021. Um, He's got a pretty damn good arm. And again, he's not a career first baseman playing outfield for the first time. If it's if it is a one year ten million dollar deal, again, very fine with that number. It's a prove it deal like Bellinger's on the lower end because Bellinger definitely deserves more money than Joey Gallo. Um, he didn't fare well in New York. Straight up said he just didn't like the life in New York. Didn't like the and for everyone that thinks you know you know White Sox Twitter and Chicago media is so tough, it doesn't hold a candle to what they do to you in New York. I mean, he. there's a lot of guys, as Mitch said, that get on base on this team, you know, the good batting average. The problem was getting the runs in. And I really think if you throw a guy like Joey Gallo out there and you give him a bunch of opportunities to get runs in, he'll get runs in. I think last season was just, just – it just sucked for him, dude. Like, guys are going to have down years. It is what it is. But I think he'll be more established coming in with the team. I'm not saying he's going to be a fucking all-star. I'm not trying to, like Mitch said, I'm not starting a parade for this shit. But it's not a first baseman playing outfield, and it's a left-handed power bat. And at least it'd be something. We're all complaining. Do something to improve the team. And at least they're doing something. Yep. The the other rumor. He owes me an iPad still, so. (laughs) Well, maybe I'll get it from him. Uh, The other rumor. Is uh, that they're going to sign Victor Reyes, familiar face from the Detroit Tigers, to a minor league deal and give him a a non-roster training camp invite? Switch hitting outfielder. Sure, guy doesn't hit for pop at all, but he can hit for average a little bit. It's definitely Fuck yeah. We'll we'll chalk this one up as not a first baseman playing outfield, and why not make him earn it? It's okay. a cheaper Adam Angle with worse defense. Yes, <laughs> basically, you know he's not nearly as fast. Yeah, but um, that's pretty much where we're at. I mean, uh, can we talk about the Liam Hendrick rumors for a second? Like, this this pissed me off this way, and I know we've been saying like so you've been saying it for a while. Like, they should trade Liam Hendrick, and I yep. get it because of where they're at, where they don't have a lot of money to spend. But the fact that they're at a point in the contention window where they need to trade from an area of strength to address needs is bullshit. Because the only other guy outside of a Brave that really did his job well was Liam Hendrick. He's been like he's been an all-star the past two years, and now all of a sudden we gotta trade him to get other like assets. Like that sucks. It I am sucks. not excited about the the thought of having to trade Liam Hendricks if they do. But that just shows where they're at right now in this organization because the money they did spend was spent terribly. And so now we got to deal from an area of strength because the farm system sucks too to try and get anyone impactful. Like that, like, I was writing about this way and it like pissed me off. The fact that that's the only guy we got to trade. Like that, that's, that's, he's one of the few guys that did their job last year. 
And he's one of the guys that's going to be on the trade trail. Now, I don't think uh, Rick Hahn has to ever worry about his job. But in terms of uh, perception from the fan base, is the tide starting to turn? Yeah. Because even last year, correct. even last year, he, he was getting a lot of defenders. Tony LaRusso to take a lot of the flack for him this year. He's got his guy. That's a great communicator. Uh, so maybe he can turn things around. But that great communicator is not going to save his ass when Yohan Mankata is batting 213 in August with five home runs. So they better make some moves to address this. Thing. Like, ugh. he's I mean, he doesn't have any more excuses now. Like, we've sat through the second rebuild. He's blown it up. He's gotten his guys. He had money to spend, and he spent it. It didn't work out. Like, I know he's probably not in the hot seat, but he should be. Because his scapegoat yeah. with Tony LaRusso is over. He got his guy. He's got no more excuses. All right, I'm done. Sorry. I, I think, love the no, passion. No, 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 love the fine. passion. I think, too, that after he completely fucked up the trade deadline, in yep. 2022, I think that was kind of the, the straw that broke a lot of people's backs, if you will. I mean, there's already a big camp out there that is not big fans of Rick Hahn, but after the pretty bad offseason last year, completely screwing the pooch at the trade deadline, and now nothing really coming out of this winter means, which is fine. You don't have to do it in these three days, but like – there's no no they're talking to there's no one name i have not seen anything of too in these last three days i guess i'm switching gears but is that who's talking to brandon nemo Nemo. yeah i was thinking that too like who's talking to him because well, really yeah, all, the all, top all four outfielders that's available i really thought he was going to get scooped as soon as aaron judge went back to new york I thought someone was going to come out right away. Well, but... I, I was going to say, I think the, the other big reason, like, forget about the rumors, because, like, obviously we've see, we see, like, right. guys sign out, of no, sign out of nowhere. It's like, all right, cool. Like, we didn't even hear about him before. But the fact that Rick Hahn, like, spoke to the media, and he basically said, he didn't directly say it. But again, these guys with their lawyer talking shit. But even with that, he was kind of direct and be like, yeah, we're kind of we're kind of just going to wait it out. <laughs> he said, <laughs> like, he we said are it. not driving the bus right now. <laughs> like, your strategy what? for a contending team is let's wait and see what the other teams do, and then that'll dictate who we have to trade for, like, who the market well, To that point, Rick was quoted today talking about how he sympathized with White Sox fans, and here to do a dramatic reading of it in Rick Hahn's voice <laughs> is his cousin, NASCAR Mitch. Do we have the – oh, hold on, let me pull up that thing. Mm -hmm. Give me a sec. I could probably, our, well, uh, you know, the uh, last season uh, projections, the speculative data thought we were going to be competitive. And uh, we thought the guys like Luis Robert were going to show up. And, uh, you know, we didn't feel like we needed to make a move at the deadline because we had a seat at the table a couple off seasons ago. And uh, <laughs> why? Where is it? Hold on. I will pull. <laughs> I mean, All right, here we go. Yeah. It's just I improv mean, in there right there. That was just improv. That, that was great improv, though. I mean, Mitch is like AI script, for Rick Hahn talk. <laughs> Stick All right, here we go. Let's go. I uh, 100% empathize with it. Uh, absolutely get it. But at the end of the day, there's no added benefit to acquiring a player doing a bad deal on December 6th. It's a lot worse deal on uh, January 6th. There's excitement. We feel it. We all know what's coming out there. Your staff out here, you're talking. There's a bit of a fever pitch and energy and focus on the game. We, we would certainly love to replicate some of the previous winter meetings we had where we had multiple trades or multiple free agent signings. In the end, we're not going to force it. Uh, we're going to wait till the right deal presents themselves and then act accordingly. 
Now, first off, if you liked that, like that impression, make sure you smash the like button right now and follow uh, Pinwheels and Ivy on YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe on YouTube. Yep. I love how you had to choose when to stutter and go the uh, uh, uh and then we, yep. we, 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 like you had to choose, you had to dramatically decide what moment you were going to insert those uh, little bit of stutter in, in that Rick Hahn delivery. So and you're would- so used to it. Like I fell for his like lawyer talk back in 2016, <laughs> but now it's like you know the cadence because he says like you can like you can read them like a book. <laughs> It's like the same thing. So, so it is. It is like a higher voiced Barack Obama. That's really funny, actually. Yep. But that, uh, that's pretty much. I mean, if you're a White Sox fan and you were expecting more, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, we all know they they don't have room to spend. Uh, we all know it's it's just it's not going to be this fantastic thing that everybody wants it to be and. There was a lot of moves, though, at the winter meetings, a lot of big moves um, and a lot of rumors that have come out of the winter meetings. Uh, again, like it's not like a three day like you have to do it now, whatever. But, um, you know, the biggest, one, the biggest one, obviously, being Aaron Judge going back to the Yankees. Um, I think he just played the Yankees, to be honest with you. I think he never was going to leave New York, but he, he did all his damn best to make it seem that way to get the extra years of money out of New York. There was a theory that judges people were paying off Hamid to leak that thing. So the Yankees would panic and I'd be off. I don't know if, I mean, probably not true, but right tinfoil. Um, right there. uh, there's another thing that he apparently staged that video of him in San Francisco. Like yep. that was all the airport. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was a TikTok, uh, wasn't it? <laughs> something like that. Uh, and then, Oh no. Oh uh, no. <laughs> That's the song that goes with that video now. <laughs> Wilson uh former Cubs. Oh, Cubs zone. Catcher. I swear to God, Cubs zone. I swear uh, to God. Wilson Contreras put pen to paper with the uh St. Louis Cardinals. Stayed in division, went to the rival. My question on that for you two are you guys mad? I know it's always sucks seeing your player go to a rival like that, but what I would be more mad at is they didn't trade him, and now he walks to a rival, and you got nothing in return. No, oh, we got a we got a draft pick and oh, some money. Offer, yeah, get some QO pick. Woo! I mean, don't hurt yeah. your back while you're reaching. Can I? Can I be honest too? And, I mean, and this, this, this is what Kevin was begging for, like a couple of years ago, for Chris Bryant. What a trade! A qual a qualifying, qualifying offer. offer. Yeah, I know he didn't even get one. He got one, but look, I, I'm going to say this: he got traded. Look, yeah, KB, I'm talking about Wilson got one. Oh, okay. um, yeah, but uh, I'm going to say this right now, look, and I'm going to probably anger some Cub fans because, look, I'm uh, it's the name on the front, not the name on the back kind of thing, and especially when it comes to, like, rivalries and stuff. Look, Wilson Contreras got, like, 4,000 freaking tier, teary goodbyes over the last year and a half. Every single fucking chance that they're like, <laughs> I love being a Cub. <laughs> if you love the Cubs, there's no chance in fucking hell that you're going to sign with the St. Louis Cardinals. Just like if you love the Bears, you're no chance you're going to sign with the Green Bay Packers. So for me, personally, he has turned heel. He has now gone from Hulk Hogan in the gold to NWO Hulk Hogan with the fake painted on black, you know, eight, you know, three o'clock shadow. He is going to be a heel for the against the Cubs. And to think, you guys know how he plays the game. All right, he's a he's a smart ass. He's a troll. He loves to fucking go after rivals and you know to be demonstrative. That's five years he's going to be doing that back to the Cubs because don't miss don't it might be pretty cute the first time, after 
a couple series or two, he's going to become the biggest pain in the ass for Cub fans. And Cub fans are going to... I will not give him a standing ovation. I will not do that. I refuse to give any Cardinal a standing ovation. Just like I wouldn't even give Chase and Shreve in a Cardinals uniform a standing ovation. I do a little clap under the seat. All right. I might clap my cheeks or something. But the him or the I, I can't do it. So for me, to him to take that, look, and I know he probably had it's a good payday. It is, you know, and money does talk, but he has to know what this means to everybody else that supported him over the last especially year and a half. Don't go, Willie. Extend Willie. We love you, Willie. Look, you don't say I love you and then go bang my least favorite person in the world after that. Like you don't go do that. You, you, you just don't, you find a way to, you find a way to do something else, I guess. And, and you know what? He had a contract offer from what I understand from Houston. He took the Cardinals. What he took the money. He, he, he's not dead to me, but that Wilson Contreras has passed. And now it's that Cardinal Contreras, the, the Molina yeah. 2.0. Cause that's yeah. who he is. Now. Hold on. Okay. But the reason he had all those goodbyes were because the Cubs kind of did him dirty. <laughs> did he not want to like re-sign with them? And they're like, nah, we're not going to. And then they kept telling him they was getting traded. Like he thought he was getting traded. They put that man on an unnecessary emotional roller coaster through half of the season. How oh, dare I want to return? I don't blame him. He's going with the money. How dare Wilson Contreras take uh, the best contract offered to him? Mm-hmm. What a fucking idiot. How dare? What if what what is his problem? Look, all the other guys were disloyal for going somewhere else. He, the you them the he put his time in. It's like a lesser Can version. you believe it? Zo, can you believe this? He won a ring. He put his time in. He had some great moments there. Yeah, I played in 70 games in 2016. He did, he was a third string catcher for the he Cubs. Was still yeah, on. Montero and can David you Ross. believe this, so so still This like, fucking traitor. He's a traitor. How dare he? He the White Sox, and he had like one moment. Wilson Contreras has had multiple. And he's still in a ring, no matter how he does have a ring. He does have a ring. So does Matt Caesar, who played more games than him that year. Now, how my anger aside of him signing with the Cardinals. Doesn't that tell you a little bit about how he feels about Jed Hoyer and the Chicago Cubs organization? It tells you how he feels about money. He's a good capitalist. Okay. Okay. Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras isn't from Chicago. He was 15 years old. He's been with the Cubs since he was 15 years old. He wanted to stay, though. And they were like, before the season, he wanted to sign an extension. And the Cubs are like, nah, we're good. I'm not going to. Hey, look, I'm going to die on this hill. So you guys can cheer on the Cardinals because you guys would. You're Sox fans. Although, if you want to give a standing ovation to a Cardinal, go for it. You guys fan the way you do. I'm going to flip him the bird and tell him he needs to go pay the people wherever he broke that TV last spring at the All-Star game, at the All-Star break, when he fucking (laughs) lost his shit and busted out of television. Guess what, guys? Yeah, true story. That was him. So, um, no, look, he wanted to stay. Jed didn't sign him. If this isn't a middle finger to Jed Hoyer, if anything else, by signing with a rival like that, absolutely. Look, he's going to play for the Cardinals. He gets no no quarter from me. All right? They are a divisional rival. They are not our friends. They are our rival in the division. I want everything in every – if I can wish every single fail on him for the rest of his five years in St. Louis, I absolutely will. Because he's a cardinal. That's period. fine. And that's where it goes. I just address a few things. Number one, uh, I mean, Wilson Contreras was called up in the middle of June in 2016. So that might, might be a reason why he only played in uh, 72 games. Uh, number two, I, Kevin, I, I think most fans agree with you. Like, I, I think most fans are like, yeah, he's with the Cardinals now. I hope they still suck. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think there's anyone going to be like, yeah. 
let's go Cardinals. Hope Wilson Contreras wins the World Series with them. I don't know where you're getting that from. I didn't say that. I just said I'm not going to root for him. I feel like he's a traitor now. So I'm allowed to feel that way. Do you feel that way about Dexter Fowler? Uh, yeah, I did. John I wouldn't Lester? even sing karaoke with Dexter because of that. John Lester? Yeah. Oh, John Lester was traded, I think. So. Yeah, he no. didn't control that. He didn't choose. And look what happened to Dex in, in St. Louis. That's what happened. No, no, but you guys always say that. These guys can just quit. John Lester could have quit. Well, he didn't have to pitch and, for the Cardinals. And Dex was black in St. Louis, so that's what happened. <laughs> but um, it's, good to see, it's good to see that the Cardinals finally got a good catcher, though. Um, so, so as a, someone that doesn't have a dog in that. this fight, I hate, I am not a big fan of the St. Louis fan base. The best fans in baseball Twitter account is both hilarious and scary <laughs> as fuck. But from a strict baseball perspective on this, great move by the Cardinals. Yeah, it is. Great move by the Cardinals. Good. They got them at a pretty good price too, keeping it under a hundred mil. They got a great off. AAV is one point five million less than the QO too. They, I believe, or is it two point five? They got the a, QO was nineteen point five. So what is his AV? Seventeen. Um, I I don't do math. Um, uh, they got a great offensive catcher in an already pretty damn strong lineup with Goldie and Arnado and all those other guys, and I don't think they're done. Because that brings us to the big, I guess, main topic here an hour into the show is the fucking shortstop market. That was the big headline going into the damn winter meetings. Trey Turner just didn't give a fuck. He saw the money. He's like, yeah, I'm good. And I thought as soon as he signed with the Phillies that the rest would kind of fall well, in line. They have videos uh, voiced over by John Hamm. That's I think true. that was their problem. <laughs> Maybe uh, does Contreras get one now? Isn't John Hame like a huge Cardinal fan? That's true. Maybe he might he get will. one. But um Is there what the actor John Ham? Yeah, John Hamm. Yeah. Carter had a really cringy video oh, right. over by John Ham to try and boost his like free agency stuff. It was like a it was it was it was leaked. Yep. <laughs> Remember uh, it was leaked. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I'll say this by the way, side note, his new Fletch movie is actually pretty freaking funny. No, you so, can't watch I, it. He Cardinals fan, you can't watch it. Yeah, can't watch it. You're can't a fucking traitor. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know what? You know what? No, no, no. no. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You know what? Why don't you bend over and spell run three times here, Chico? Let's go. Traitor. Um, traitor to your. But the, the short so. Fans movies? So the Cubs now have been linked to the three. Is it three? Yeah, the three remaining big tier shortstops in Korea Xavier Bogarts and Swanson. Um, from what I'm seeing in the baseball Twitter world, I fair, I feel fairly confident that Xavier Bogarts is staying in Boston. Xander, Xander, Xavier, Xander. Yeah. Staying My in Boston. Judge is staying in New York too, so. Yeah. That's arson. <laughs> judge. Arson. Oh, arson judges with the Giants. Arson judges with the Giants. But Bogarts <laughs> is probably going to stay in Boston, um, a couple people that are very plugged into the Red Sox. They don't want to hame in themselves, but they said that they feel pretty, pretty strong about him going back, even though he's linked to being talking to. I'm getting similar vibes, though, because that came out like six hours ago. And, and nothing since. Like, yeah, nothing it was seven, hours, seven hours ago. It looks I'm looking at the tweet. It was seven hours ago. Yeah. 
that that one that we're talking about, the one about from, him. From oh, Gravis, yeah, we Gravis. want a deal. They got a closer there with Jansen. They got that outfielder from Japan. Eh? Yeah. I think they're yeah. trying to build a contender. No, they're, they're definitely at it. It's just, uh, you know, I think that's the, that's, I, I think I'm with you, Zoe. So basically that leaves you with Korea and Swami Swanson. So both. I definitely don't think that's happening. And <clears throat> you guys should do a tattoo, but you guys in these tattoos, <laughs> uh, both Zoe. Zoe has to get their tattoo, their names tattooed on his face. Has to get, what, what would it be? Korea, <laughs> what name under each eye? Yep. Like a teardrop. Swanson. 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 Actually, get their faces um, inside of a teardrop. Though. So it's I really like, think. So painful. <laughs> I really think that Aaron Judge or Arson Arson Judge's cousin Aaron going back to the Yankees hurt the Cubs' chances of getting Carlos Correa. Yeah. Because now I think the teams that were huge in the getting judged, which were the Giants and apparently the Padres, because I don't know what the fuck's going on in San Diego, but nobody wants to go there right now. Um, they're offering people more money and they're going to other teams. Welcome to White Sox land, fuckers. Um, they've been stealing our players for so many damn years. Um, <laughs> and now we got players. But so <laughs> both those, so the Giants and the Padres now find themselves in this situation where they're like, all right, well, we were about to drop 300 mil on this dude. Didn't happen. We got this money. Let's go get Carlos Correa. Because if you're telling me I got to pick one of the two, I'm taking Carlos Correa over Dansby Swanson. Oh, of course. Absolutely. But the Padres, they already got their Machado and they Machado's got. Machado's going to play third. They want to put Tatis in the outfield. And that Asian dude, they want him playing second base. Yeah. So they go out and, and they get themselves to Carlos Correa. That lineup is looking sexy. And Machado can opt out next year. And Machado can have next year. But I think the Padres are going to go really hard for Carlos Correa. I think they're going to probably outbid the Cubs out of it. Uh, I don't know if it makes sense for him to go to the Giants, but Correa very much so is a money talks guy. You know, from oh, yeah. the whole I'm a Prada bag or whatever the hell piece of rich shit he compared himself to with regards There's to like everything. There's every pretentious brand you could think of. Yeah. He was a Gucci belt, a Prada bag. Yeah, dude, it's a bag and a belt. He's but, a money guy. He's a yeah. win now guy. Obviously the Padres roster stack. So yep. he'd be going to a pretty sweet spot. But a not so terrible consolation prize, which I really do I even put it on our projection sheet. You dance with Swanson. Best like defensive, best That's defensive middle bad. infielder yeah. in baseball. If there yeah. weren't all these other shortstops, like if it was any other offseason, I think you would be pretty excited about a dance piece one. I think so too. Yeah, Jake Cronenworth goes to first base for the Padres. Could, dude, Padres could be so good. <laughs> but go ahead, Fitz. I know that you have strong feelings about how this shortstop thing is playing out. It's not strong feelings. It's just that he had his best career season right now. And it, that would be what we call an outlier for a guy that has a career 2.3 war over the most, his highest war up to that point was a, a three war. He was a 2.3, a 1.0, a negative 0.2, uh, a 1.4, a two point. I mean, he had an absolutely freaking fantastic year. He played 162 games. Um, but 
is this that season in 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 a salary, you know, in a, in, a, in a contract season kind of thing that you end up paying a guy and and he's that this wasn't not who he was the 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 max three four two three two zero one four war is him and that's with great defense by the way so his offensive war let's really look at the offense yes he's fantastic he's he's the best defensive shortstop in the National League if not Major League Baseball and he'll be playing right next to the second best shortstop defensively in the National League who's going to move over to second if he comes over there that's absolutely fine but his WAR is predicated specifically on his defense he had a ninety five WRC plus this past year. Oh, excuse me, uh, 116. Uh, no, sorry, 116. Slightly above average. He had a 99 WRC plus in 2021. He has hovered around 100 basically his entire year and below 100 most of his career. So this isn't, you know, the, the 116 in his career year WRC plus isn't necessarily that great to me. And I don't put him on the same tier as a Correa, uh, a Turner, and a, uh, a Bogarts. I think that he's the second tier. He's like that second tier of quarterbacks in the NFL too. He's still mm-hmm. very good. But he's not a centerpiece. He's not someone that you like hang your hat on and say, look at this. We did we did well. He's a guy that had a very good 2022. 20, and if he can keep that up, absolutely fantastic. But I mean, if you look at the numbers, that's just as improbable, probably, as Cody Bellinger getting back to a 7-7 war. Uh, that was his that was heads above any season he's ever had in his career. Yet it still was only a 116 WRC plus. And that's important to me. He strikes but, out a lot too. I mean, I guess as a White Sox fan who we have this huge black hole at second base, the thought of having a middle infield of Nico and Dansby is like baseball porn to me right now. And it could just be from a position. in, like I said, where the White Sox, I don't even know who the fuck's playing second base for the White Sox right now. Bring back Yomer Sanchez. Yomer Sanchez can't hit the ocean with a stone. You know what? 2019 Yomer Sanchez is a lot better when they were trotting out last year. Ooh, take that. He, no, he can play the field. Gold glove second baseman. Just he can't hit worth a shit. No, he can't. He's washed. Um, Giants legend. I mean, Sosa ain't looking too hot though right now. And I'm not happy about their inter- internal options. Yeah, I still got to watch that uh, Project Birmingham. The Birmingham? Oh, that pissed me off. So. Did you watch it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to. I'm going to, but I was just I'm like, watch really, that. this is what we're posting. And also, it's, the timing. it's just the timing. I was going to say, I think the time that was not a, a coincidence. They 100% released that during the winter meetings because they knew they weren't going to do shit. I feel, but that's the thing. They got so much negative reaction to it. I, they should have held off. Yeah, but they're not smart. And we know that. They've proven that last <laughs> time. Yeah, Rick Khan yeah. was probably going down there to play Parcheesi and a couple rounds of golf. And he's like, all right, we got to distract people. I don't do anything. Um, on Dansby Swanson, I mean, there's probably like a tweet or two I have to delete if he does sign with the Cubs. But uh, like you said, so he's a good player. I mean, I, I I totally get where Kevin's coming from, and I feel I I probably feel very similar. It's like if yeah. you're going to be spending this much money, if the if the checkbook truly is open, then go get the best player. Which or or you know what? At least make the offer, make the strongest offer for the best player because like like we've seen. Just because you you offer the most money doesn't guarantee you that you're mm-hmm. going to sign a guy. Like I, I don't want to see. Like that's the thing. If if Carlos Correa just end up going to the the Giants or the the Padres, the Twins, whoever it is, and I find out that the Cubs like didn't at least match or go above, I'd be like, why? What what was what were you guys doing? Like you you're saying that you like have been in love with him since uh, you know he was taken first overall 
uh, when he was drafted. Uh, you know, you try to get him last year. Obviously, you're trying to get him again. Then fucking, like, offer up the most money then. Um, but but again, I, I've, I've been writing about it for, like, the past week. I'm not going to be upset if the Cubs signed Dansby Swanson. That'd be dumb. I think that'd be dumb to be, like, like you can feel underwhelmed. We're gonna be upset. That's underwhelmed. That's a better word. Yeah, like you can be underwhelmed. Like ah, <laughs> not enough. Like, ah. Not enough. But that's the thing. I, I think that a good way, if we want to pay, if we want to paint like an optimistic, rosy picture for Danzy Swanson, it's like, hey, I think he's also 28, 29 years old. Uh, I think he's like an, a year older than Correa. But maybe he's coming to his. He's own. almost twenty twenty nine. He'll be turning yeah. twenty nine before he's, the season starts. He's going to be in his age twenty nine season. Like, hey, maybe he's coming into his prime. He's been better the last two and a half years. I know he had the. I mean, he was still below average uh, in twenty one. But maybe he is getting better. He does hit for power. I mean, guys, the home run numbers were down. Like, besides, you know, the Yankees getting those fucking. Well, we got to uh, talk about. Did you see his? Did you see his hand graph projections though? He's projected to hit 247, have a 309 OBP with a 3.4 WAR, and that's mostly defense. The three point, I mean, if he's like, if he's a consistent like three and a half WAR player, but that's not offensive. The Cubs don't have a defensive issue. The Cubs played pretty good defense even in 2022. It's no, no, the, but that's the thing, Kevin. The, the Cubs don't get the Cubs don't get better in one spot. They get better in two spots because we don't have to worry about counting on Nick Madrigal to stay healthy because you have Nico Horner at second base, and then you basically have Nico Horner who can hit home runs at shortstop. So um, I'll take that. Yeah, but we still have Patrick Wisdom's every five days showing up kind of thing to worry about. And that's where, look, I'm super stoked. stoked If And I'm not, Zoe, I know you're making fun of me. I'm not out on the Cubs signing two two shortstops. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not out on the Cubs signing Swanson and somebody else. You're just, I think that the Correa Swanson thing could very well be something that could happen. I, I think that Bogarts was the one that really felt like it was close. But to me, again, we talked about it a little bit in our chat too. If the Cubs sign Bellinger, tie on, uh, they get Swanson and they get one of the other shortstops. Obviously, to, you know, they have them shift over. They pay them a little extra, like I've been begging them to do anyway, to move one of those guys to third. But now you have Swanson, who's a better defensive shortstop than, than Nico. You've built yourself an infield. You have, you know, over at first, you have Mervis. You have Bellinger that can go out there and spell Mervis if Mervis kind of stumbles out of the gate. You've got some pretty good depth. You've got solid defense all the way around the diamond and in the outfield. So, you know, I just, I think that the Cubs' biggest problem in 2020 wasn't anything other than consistent bats. They would what show they up had, and they'd disappear. And that's they what the Cubs Swan- Sorry to interrupt you there. But no, what if they, they, they sign Swanson, he's a shortstop, and then you get like a Josh Bell from first base. Or I Justin like Turner. That's I'd be a fine lot with Justin there. Turner and Swanson. I'd be okay with that. that Josh, Josh Bell's on the Guardians. Yeah, he's Guardian. He's the Guardians. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, no, but I'd be fine with, like you say, they, they, I mean, that's not going to happen, but a, like a Justin Turner. Well, you know Turner who they're going to get, Mitch? Trey Mancini. Trey Man, my guy, cancer <laughs> survivor. You Trey just Mancini. wait until the rain delay speech he gives. They thought Jason Haywards was good. Wait till the cancer survivor gives it. Boy, people are gonna be running through a wall after they hear that speech. They're gonna be red. Last time the Cubs signed a guy who uh, battled uh, cancer, they won World Series. It's true. John Lester. There you go. And Rizzo, right? And Rizzo. And Rizzo. And Rizzo. Well, that was a trade, though. That was a trade, though. That was a trade. That's true. But they did um, resign him. They did send him at once, yeah. at least for a uh, team so friendly deal. The thing with Justin yeah, Turner, no. I don't think, I think Justin Turner either resigns with the Dodgers or retires. Yeah. He's at a, a point in his career where he, it's just not worth the juice isn't worth the squeeze to him to go play somewhere else. His oh, I bro, disagree. His bro it's, belly. He'll get, he'll get one back. Who who do you think he got? Who do you think Bellinger got his weed from? The freaking guy from Game of Thrones. I think Turner Turner's gonna get a deal from somebody. He's gonna get a deal from the Dodgers. I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying that 
pairing we need a, the the Cubs need to pair a bat with Swanson. They need to get a, 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 a that's the thing is I just you know who Swanson's could bat is not going to do it for the Cubs. They already were solid. It wasn't the pitching and the defense in the second half of the season that the Cubs struggled with. It was putting runs on the board consistently. Yep. That's where the Cubs have to act. That and obviously a pitching staff you obviously get a better starting rotation, but the bullpen was actually pretty fucking good. So, you know, and and you have some you know some some emerging guys. And that's why I said I mean I would go, I'd be so ecstatic if the Cubs were able to land two of the shortstops and do it that way. Like that to me, I would, I would be like, Jed, I owe you a Pappy and I will take you out for a nice Pappy because that, that is a quality off season. Now go sign all the rest of your minor league deals and do whatever the hell you do and sign Chasen, please. Uh, well, no, Chase, Chase needs to get some money from the Phillies. Who are yeah, he did. He's called the Mets. They're the <laughs> Phillies. Yeah, he was Phillies. He was Phillies. That's right. Um, Fuck the Mets. I think a name that could make sense because I, th- I do ultimately I do think the because right now all the or the main reporting that we're seeing past couple days is they're going hard after Korea but it's going to get harder or you know the Giants are going to make it harder because uh, they're going to offer a big uh, contract to him probably mm-hmm. so their fallback option is Danzy Swanson which again uh, underwhelming but still the Cubs get better the Cubs get better Danzy Swanson he doesn't. You can't center your offense around him, but he's, you're still improving. What about Brandon Drury at third? I, that guy... That's the name I was going to bring up. Can't have Brandon Drury. Can't have him come to White Sox. You guys can't. You guys already spent your money. Can't you're have done. Him. No, you already got it. Cody table. Bellinger. I wanted him. You guys got him. You can't have two. No, Drury. and we're taking Sanga too. <laughs> That's, I mean, no, I'm you, not get, you guys are getting an argument get, over something, an uh, ice cream account. You're gonna, sp- you're gonna be spending 10 million on Gallo, 12 on Clevenger. You guys are done. You're done. Yeah. I'm Jerry's actually like, surprised Jerry still cut, off. cut this guy off. Surprised Jerry doesn't have a, a deal yet. No, all these teams are waiting for the shortstop market to get. Yeah. This is that secondary market we we're talking about. Uh, what was it? Yumper actually suggested. Um, Who's the DH? Because Cubs or no, 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 Nelson Cruz. I don't want yeah. Nelson Cruz. No, no, you're not a Nelson Cruz. You're not, you're not, you know, he's going to find the signing right there. I guess for years. I'd <laughs> rather over forty. I'd rather do. I mean, I I don't think this guy is as old, but he still proved to have like a little power with uh, the Marlins last year. Like if they if they bring in a guy like Jose Aguilar, JD Martinez, or JD Martinez, like I'd be fine with those types of signings mm-hmm. for like first base DH. Then you, you do Nelson that with, Cruz with Swanson. Showed up? I'll shut up too. Those kind of moves with Swanson. You see Nelson Cruz showed up to the winter meetings in a suit yeah, yeah. himself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I that's what Yumper shared. He's like, Nelson Cruz, guys, maybe, maybe. He's got like a bolo on too. It's awesome. I do remember. Remember, he was wasn't he good with the twins? Still? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. was a fucking beast, right? 2021, he had a pretty solid year. Yeah, he Before was just he got- lost. I mean, the Nationals were a Glorified triple A team. That was like, such a weird signing. Like, yeah. why did he sign with the Nash? <laughs> yeah, that made no sense. Which maybe indicates what the market, if there is one, is on him. But but I wasn't he an all-star in 2021? I he, think he had a monster year. He hit 20 homers or 19 homers hit 94. Mashed against the goddamn White Sox. I'll tell he you always killed the White Sox. He's a guy yeah. you play him like 85 games a year and he gives you some bop. Like that's a you know. Let the other guys kind of filter through as a DH, but let that you know you play him. Like uh, I'm with, I'm with you, Kevin. Though the Cubs, the uh, that's the thing. Even if it, let's say, uh, I mean, let's say they they do get Correa, they still need like another bat because mm-hmm. again, Cody Bellinger, you can't really you can't be like, yeah, Cody Bellinger is going to be good. Like, no, that that that's far from like a guarantee. 
So you still need another bat, especially because, as we mentioned, they're losing Wilson Contreras, who was their best hitter in mm-hmm. 2022. <laughs> like you have to fill that off and see. I think that they are going to assign a catcher. Uh, they've been they've been meeting with Christian Vasquez, who's been with the Red Sox, got traded to the Astros. His top priority, obviously, money, but he wants to be a starter. Cubs mm-hmm. have Jan Gomes, who's just do you, looked really old <laughs> and bad. Do you think that Wilson signing with the Cardinals puts Houston back in play for him though now too? Uh no, they were... or it depends on what they tell him for playing time. Because he was already before I think I was I was looking at the story because I remember seeing a quote how he was saying like uh he was already talking about free agency in the middle of the postseason when he was with the Astros. He's like, Yeah, you know, everyone everyone knows I'm gonna be a free agent. I get to pick where I go. Um I'm I'm looking to get more playing time because I think mm-hmm. he started like less than half the games after he got traded. Astros got uh, a kid coming up too, a catcher that they really like. Yeah, so I, I think yeah. with, with with Vasquez, it's obviously about the money, the years, how many years he can get. He's 32, uh, but it's also I, like, is he how much playing time is he going to get? And the Cubs, they have Jan Gomes, who's like 36 years old. So they, I think the Red Sox would be a sneaky team for Vasquez because they love yeah. him up in Boston. Like those that locker room was upset after they got traded. Uh, so I mean if he got the flank, don't like I said, I think that could be an underrated under the radar team. Brings him Corey back. Lee, that's his name. Fuck. Corey Lee, he's a catcher for the Astros. Uh he's 24 years old. He he saw a little bit of MLB time this year, but he'll the it's not like the Astros don't have anyone. Just they're right. pretty high on this kid. And the other part with the whole with Contreras signing now, so that's going to move a couple other parts. But then I think teams are still waiting on what the A's are going to do with Sean Murphy. You know, we he's been like yep. the biggest trade name guy out there. But the A's, I think Rosenthal wrote about it on Tuesday. The A's want like MLB players back mm-hmm. in a trade. Uh, so who knows how, where when he gets traded, if he gets traded, you know, so that, that might be slowing up the catcher's market right now. Yeah, I definitely still think Sean Murphy's going to the Red Sox. Or maybe the Cubs. Could be. No, no I, I I don't think the Cubs have enough. Nikki uh, two strikes. I, he'd be in the deal with that. He would be definitely. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Shout out to the all the Chicago radio callers being like, after the story came out on Monday, when it was like, oh, there's a scenario. You know where the Cubs could get two shortstops. People were like, "Well, wh- what are they going to do with Madrigal? Where does he fit? <laughs> he fits nicely in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, really nicely with the Las Vegas Athletics. Or, or, I mean, Zoe, you just asked like twenty minutes ago, who's playing second base for the White Sox? I mean, at this point, Nicky Two's not going to be Nicky Two. <laughs> I don't think they trade for him. Nick, that would be Nick weird. Madrigal that would be for uh, so yeah, be pretty awkward. Kendall yeah. Graveman, Joe Kelly, and you got it. Yeah, go ahead, go for no. Yoan Mankata tweeted this really weird picture, but uh, it's a it's one of your AI pictures. He did yeah. the AI thing. It's his little whatever that. What is that called? Ven- it's got war paint and shit on it. But uh, no, I mean. All these hypotheticals all kind of beaten to death, and it's just I don't think the White Sox would trade for Nick Madrigal. I think he'd be included in a trade for Sean Murphy, but like Aldo said, I don't think they have the horses to match something like Boston or someone else can uh, offer. A team. I mean, you guys. It's the Guardians. the Guardians. I don't know. The, this is the one thing that Jed super excels at, though. 
Yeah. I'll say this. Jed is kind of a little bit of a trade wizard. Um, so he hasn't uh, done this part though yet. He's sold like the Sean Murphy types. He that's hasn't true. That's for one a yet. good point. Yeah, he's been the they've been more the Rays than he's been the. Now I I don't, I don't know how like much he was involved with like you know when Theo was around with the, like that that part of the front office back then they did like some great trades like getting Fowler, getting Jake Arrieta, turning him around. <laughs> Quintana. <laughs> Getting mm. Quintana. I mean, yeah, hey, his fault. Kevin, Kevin. I mean, if Jed Hoyer was in charge, the Cubs weren't going to trade. weren't going to make that trade. Mm-hmm. <sighs> See, that's where I will give Jed some credit. <laughs> I will give Jed Boy, and I were on the same little page right there. I think another move that I feel like that uh, will open will fare well in the open market. You just mentioned it, although and I, we haven't brought it up, but Josh Bell, the our Guardians, fucking hate that. I did too. That's why I blacked it out. I completely yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, which is like yeah, he's still I, out there. Out. <laughs> is it bad that I wasn't sold on him, like like when the Cubs were even mentioned as a possibility. I was kind of like, man, absolutely hate that. But it's different. His fit with the Cubs is different than his fit with the Guardians because it directly affects us. Well, no, I'm just saying more, <laughs> more exactly. in the lineup though to have a switch hitting first baseman in that Cleveland lineup that can hit for some average definitely has some pop like he's i think he's a guy he's a good obp guy too yep i think so that that's yeah. i mean they had like a lot of contact hitters they don't really have a, a lot of guys who uh walk so he he adds right. that element to the lineup yeah it's 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 a great great pickup for them but as you mentioned mitch it directly affects us and it yeah i'm not looking forward to it no that way no. They're gonna be. I mean, they're gonna be good again next year. And now they got some. Now they're playing with confidence. Yep. Because last year there was like no. I mean, they didn't have a whole lot of pressure on them. And I think you kind of saw as they hung around throughout the year, their confidence grew. And now they know they can play with anyone. Like they yeah. could have easily won that series with the Yankees as well. You bring in a guy like Bell, that amount of pop. And that was the one thing they lacked last year was power. They didn't hit a lot of home runs, but they did a lot of little things right. Now you get a guy that hits home runs. That's well balanced lineup. And they're they're also heavily involved uh, in the catcher's market too. So like obviously in on Murphy, Vasquez. Uh, so they're they're gonna improve in a couple spots. And they're a pitching factory. You know, there's gonna be some random guy out of Double A that's gonna be a stud for them too, because that's just always how it works for Cleveland. <laughs> Scarred some TTSD right there. The Cardinals. It's like the Cardinals can turn like some random ass Joe into like, oh look, superstar Quintana. Hey, all of a sudden gonna have a two ERA and go three and two. Not only do the Cardinals just do that, the the names. It's always it's always the fuck Lars Good. Was it Lars Goodbar? Goodbar. Newt. 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 Goodbar. Newt. Lars. Newt. Yeah. Newt. Bar. Newt. He had like two good months. He was pretty good. Yeah. Just like out of nowhere, I knew. I knew the second I saw his name, like, oh, well, this guy's just gonna. Yeah, I think you actually said that on the show. You definitely said that's recorded somewhere where you saw his name and you were like, yeah, this guy's gonna be a star now. <laughs> um, well, I was gonna ask you guys. So, out of the big deals that we've seen, um, so Degrom to the Rangers, like we haven't even talked about the 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 bigger pitching deals. Degrom to the Rangers, Verlander to the Mets. I love that move for the Mets. <laughs> I think they that. He, he's going to be a stud in New York. That's going to be they, they for losing a guy like Degrom, who's had his injury problems too. I mean, because they're trying to win now. That that's like, all right, you know, we'll lose him. We'll spend the money on Verlander. Like that was a great move. I like him being it's aggressive. A good move, but yeah. do you, 
Mitch, you think the Cohen look at all the Phillies do? Don't downplay DeGrom. No, he's, a, he, he's the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. By far. But if you're going to lose a guy to go out and get Verlander, yeah. like yes. you, you're still. Oh, yeah. I agree there. I just, think- I once the deal happened, sorry, Fitz, I saw like okay. all these people, oh, DeGrom, he gets hurt. And then all oh, you pull up his savant page, dude. <laughs> no, he's a stud. Yeah. I mean, he's an absolute stud. Yeah. Sorry. Go do, ahead, Fitz. You, no, do you think that Cohen right now, though, too? Because, you know, I mean, Cohen's got a huge ego. I don't know. I don't know about the rest of them, but I know he's got a huge ego at least. Do you think that he's looking over at Philly right now and just feeling like inferior right now? I mean, he 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 was supposed to be the big guy that was like the the I'm throwing money at all of this. I mean, they they are like 40, 50 over the, the luxury bigger tag. than yours. Yeah, and now the Phillies are like, hey, little guy. Oh, he's just a little guy, isn't he? Well, well, this is what he gets for signing James McCann. That's true. Because <laughs> I think he gave James McCann was like a four year, forty six million dollar contract. Yeah, Which everyone knew was a bad idea. I mean, a lot of Sox fans didn't, but like the writing was on the wall there. Yep. It was one outlier year and a half. Yeah. It's a good question right here. Uh, you know, I'll tell you this people that play with Bryce Harper like Bryce Harper. Like, they, they love him as a teammate, uh, unless your name is uh, Scott uh, or Papelbon. Jason Papelbon, right? No, Scott Man, Papelbon. Philly fans, as much shit as Philly fans get, <laughs> they're some of the most loyal. Like, if you're good and you play your ass off out in Philly, they treat you like royalty, man. Their MLS team was in the championship this year, and no one gives a crap about MLS soccer. That stadium was packed. There's a mm-hmm. good team in Philadelphia. Their fans are showing up. Yeah. Yep. And you just make sure that you are good, successful, or they will throw batteries at you. Right. So you've got and, like, uh, some side to that coin as well. Specific stuff with Turner. I think it was like his his wife's family's like in Jersey. Uh, Kevin Long, uh, quote unquote, White Sox manager candidate uh, Kevin Long, who is his hitting coach with the Nationals, is with the Phillies now. So like that's obviously something that he wanted to go back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Trey Turner, that's a perfect ex- example of like. Guys, guys just like to go where they're comfortable. It's not. It it isn't always about money, and it's a winning too. He's had a play a team that was two wins away from winning the World Series, and now he's going to interject himself into that lineup. Like, hey, get man, look, the rich have gotten richer this off season with the Phillies. You know, it's weird. It's actually an off season where the Dodgers didn't outspend everybody. I mean, it's not over yet, so I guess I shouldn't jinx it. Shit. Um, you know, Padres are out there. You know, but look at the arms race in the National League. You got the Padres. You got the Dodgers. You got the Phillies. Who else? Uh, who's been? Who else has been spending? Um. The Rangers. The Pirates. They're not in the National League. The Pirates. No, the but Pirates have been spending. They've, I, the but, Cardinals. The Cardinals. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying, like, at the top, that, like, the beast, the, the ridiculous payrolls, like, guys with massive, like, I mean, again, you look at the Dodgers lineup and there's like five All Stars to start off your lineup. And you look in Philly, you've got five potential All Stars to start off your lineup. Same thing with, you know, San Diego. I mean, I mean, it's, it's insane how good the, these are super teams, but they're not super teams like in the NBA where dudes like collude to come together and like take pay cuts. These guys are getting paid. To go to these places, yeah, they might get a lower AAV, but they're also getting like guaranteed years. Oh, and another draw, no trade clauses, because that's another thing that Turner got was a no trade clause, which is gold for these guys now. Yeah, you look at Philadelphia too. I mean, their sports legend is a fictional movie character. You win a World Series with them, you're immortalized. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's got to be a good selling point for them. You're going and your own spot, and it's always sunny. You can like get to go to Patty's Pub and be on the episode, like just like with Wade Boggs. I feel like the Dodgers are finally in a spot now where that awesome farm system they've had for so many years is going to come to fruition. Mm. I think we're going to see a lot of these kids coming up for the Dodgers this year. That's why they're not. And it is like all of us at the beginning of the show, there's 
the, so, the the reports coming out that the Dodgers aren't going to go after Carlos Correa because they just know how much that would piss off their fans. What? I don't know. That surprises me. I feel like that would be a move right up the rally. Normally uh, it would. Well, and this is all their fault in the first place, by the way. They did this to themselves. Everybody else is spending because what the Dodgers have done the last few years, everybody is playing catch up now. They're like, well, if they did it, yeah. we got to do it too. This is the only way to keep up. So the Dodgers have created this beast by being the first spender. Um, they started the trend, and now everybody, again, I did forget the Mets that was in that group of spenders too, and I think the Giants have a lot of money to spend as well. I mean, the Cubs, if they so choose to open the books, can actually spend as much. They, it's unlimited for the Cubs as well. So there are a lot of franchises that, in, in, to keep up with the Braves, you have to. It's an arms race at this point. It's the the, the teams that don't spend are going to become worse and worse. They're going to become like forty win teams at this point. The way this is going, because they're going to be signing a bunch of minor league deals, at, and these all these big names are gone. So and teams are just going to boat race teams, which will be fun to watch. You know, for like five fan bases. I do wonder what the Dodgers, like you said, Zillick, the Obviously, we've known about their talented farm system for years, mm-hmm. uh, but like they had, they've gotten so they've gotten Mookie Betts, they got Freeman. Uh, what are the other big? What are the other big names? Because um, uh, like that's the thing, they have they've been losing some star players. Right, they lost. They, they lost Seager. They lost Turner now. Didn't they have DeGrom or no? Who do they have? Scherzer. No, they had Scherzer. Scherzer, Scherzer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I they mean, keep they're going. resigning Kershaw. He's old, but he's still good. They're pitching. Uh, that's the thing. Like I, I'll always trust their pitching because, like, just like Cleveland, they just seem to produce but guys. The back into their bullpen was a little shaky last that's year. That's true. Though. That's where you get Liam Hendricks, and Kimbrel. <laughs> but I mean, they got. Four prospects in the top 100. Oh, well, there you go. Diego number one. The guys in the top 100. They don't always pan out. So I'll wait until yeah. I see it. I mean, Diego yeah, Cartaya. Uh, the White Sox once had uh, six guys in the top 100. Well, actually, uh, all these top five prospects pitched and played in the majors this year at one point because you got the the Cartaya guy, yeah, Bobby Miller at AAA. These guys all are like under 23. My God. Mark, Michael Vargas, Michael Bush. Yeah. Like, they're going to, yeah. They got some kids. Your guy, Pepio. Your pe- pe- pepe, 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 pepe. They got another pitcher, Gavin Stone. I mean, oh my God, Gavin Stone. Dude. I'm just saying, these are all top That's 100. That's gonna be prospects. a guy. It's a porn name. Yeah. He's got a little mustache too. Oh, Ooh. I mean. Yeah. He's gonna be a. He's gonna be a, a big, big name one day. Just saying. Dalton I, Rushing. That's a cool I, name too. I feel like that might be one of the reasons why they've kind of been quieter on the spending this offseason is i think they're uh loaded putting yeah you know, they're still they're still loaded. i mean they have fucking they have mookie bets and Freddie freeman so they're yep. they're still pretty and good. will smith had a great year like will smith. yeah they Gavin got lux they got guys they did it right man the dodgers have been the standard of how an op- a, a successful big market team should operate because they did it both upstairs and downstairs and oh, they've uh, Speaking of the Rangers, do, do, how good do you think they're going to be? Third in the division. Because I still don't. Yeah, I still. They might. Gonna... They might get a wild card. Maybe second. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. They can get a wild card. By the so way, I was bounce back. So the rest I, of the rotate. I mean, they're pretty top heavy in a lot of spots. I don't see a whole lot of depth. That don't be good, but I don't think. I was a little skeptical when they extended the playoffs, being like, "Well, these guys teams are going to have like lower incentive because you know you have to you can win less to get in the playoffs." But I do have to say, we have seen a few more teams spend more money 
like it, it might not end up good for like the angels the angels have been spending some money too uh again i don't know how good they're gonna be but they've been trying to do something at least they have to though because they got two of the best players in baseball yeah they're not gonna waste that they just haven't done it smart Oh, oh, Dan Hayes just reported, by the way, and and tweeted by Ken Rosenthal. So here's oh, something. No. Oh, no. Uh, Dan about Hayes the says the, the twins about the twins. They're still swimming in deep waters for Carlos Correa. But after Aaron Judge signed, the twins are up against a couple sharks in the San Francisco Giants and the Padres. So this tells me that the Cubs are definitely the front runner because they're the ones not being mentioned right now. So book it. Cubs, Correa going to happen. Bam. What do we uh, think about the MLB draft lottery? Do we like it or not? I okay. I wrote this like entire article again. The Cubs only had like a 1.1% chance. I think the White Sox were like at what, like 0.8 or something. Uh, and I was like, all right, like may- maybe they'll get like uh, maybe they'll move to six or something. Bam, they they fall down a spot. I was like, fuck this, N- never do the MLB draft lottery ever again. They went from 12 to 13. And then Sox fans have to be even more annoyed because the Twins got in, uh, fifth and the Tigers got third, I think. I, I do think it's a cool idea, though. I do like I do like the, the draft lottery. Yeah, NBC Sports Chicago just tweeted out, Nelson Cruz on the White Sox. I would love oh. to play for them. <laughs> oh, my God. He heard. He's listening to the podcast. Are you in the oh, chat? Are you in the chat? At this point. You know what it is? Because – Chuck Garfine on that podcast, like he's always talking about how much Nelson Cruz kills the White Sox, how much he's wanted to have Nelson Cruz. He probably asked him about that. And Nelson Cruz is like, of course I'd want to play on the White Sox. He wants to play for anyone right now. So yeah, I'm not putting too gonna, much time. I was going to say, he would they have a team. You can ask Nelson, Nelson Cruz about any team in baseball. Yeah. Say, yeah, I'd love to play for them. I would love to play for the Pirates. They have a <laughs> uniforms and everything? I'm in. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Okay, one thing on the White Sox, Mitch, you brought it up how, you know, if you guys do get Gallo, he's, like, at least the minimum. He's insurance for Colas. But, like, isn't Colas kind of slated in for right fielder? Wouldn't Gallo just be the left fielder? Yep. Or, or, are they really thinking, like, they're going to be splitting time with Eloy in left? No, they need a minimum of two. And I still... Even with Colas, I would still think you're looking at the roster and what they did last year and what other teams in the division are doing. You obviously have to improve. You need at least two outfielders. Like, you cannot bank on Colas, who's played eight games in AAA, to be your opening day right field. Well, that's going to be that's gonna 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 happen. Right. He's going to be the right. Like, you listen to everything he said, he's probably going to be their opening day right field. And he might be good. He has some potential, but you can't trust a guy like that. Yeah. Like, that's not what it, it's not what it, it doesn't inspire a whole lot of confidence. All right, what do you what do you guys think Korea gets? Like, what do you think his deal is going to be? What was Turner's final number? Turner was eleven years, three hundred million. So I think he that was like twenty seven million a year. Seven for two fifty. I think he'll get like twenty nine a year. This for this is for Korea. Korea. I mean, what did I have him signing for? I, mean, I got to stick to my guns. I was much more clear-headed when we we made our little chart. Uh, I got him at four dollars. No, just kidding. Uh, where'd you go, Dick? I just want to look. It, it really does. I feel like I gained some ground. I had him at a uh, eight years, two forty-five. I mean, 
I think he's going to get close to 300 million now. Yeah. With this market? Yeah. Good. I look at Yeah, you know, I think he's going to get like I think he might get that now. I didn't I, think I, so cuz I, I think my prediction was about like 7 for 256. Really or 8 for 256. It wouldn't really surprise Damn. me if he got 300 10 years 300. Like that I guy's going to age. Well, I mean the Louis Vuitton of uh, defense only comes around once every so often. So, got to pony up. Gucci's he, expensive. He's going to age well. He's he's of those free agents, shortstops. He's the guy that I can see playing short or whatever or third for a couple years, moving over to first for a couple seasons and DHing for the final few years. He reminds me of what's his name in, in Detroit, Miggy. He he's that kind of guy. He's a yeah. smart bat. He's a, he's he's the one contract that I feel zero fear giving him a 10-year deal, even now at his age. I mean, I'm he's okay only with 20, He's only 28. Yeah, he is only 28. He's the youngest one of all the shortstops. Like, he's 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 the guy you pay and you give yeah. years to. You lock him up, and guess what? Better yet, he's a hitting savant, and he makes the players around him better hitters because of the insight that he's able to give them when yeah. you're hitting in the tunnel. That's that's all. You're paying another coach, too. Give him a couple extra million a year just for him being a good dugout coach. I'm good with that. Uh, he's the guy that you pay and you give years to, and you don't hold back. I don't think so. like the Cubs. I mean, cheating or not, he's got a ring. Yeah, got absolutely. Some. You need battle-tested guys when you're going through the postseason. So he's got a ring. He was clutch even after all the cheating stuff came out. There's so nothing clutch. Not. Like uh, that guy's just everything you want. Star power. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think, I think it was last year. Somebody was like, "Well, is Carlos Correa actually a star?" Like I, I get it. He's not like Aaron Judge, but he's still oh. a, he's still a star. Like. <laughs> He um, is. He is. A, he's a, and 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 put him in the National League. Put him at Wrigley Field, and watch him thrive, especially in that ballpark. Um, I, I, I God, I, I'm. Uh, uh, it really oh. pains me. It's the Giants. You know, you got the Giants, you got the Padres, and you got the. I do have to say, uh, which like, is the biggest market team of the three, and who's going to spend the most? Well, here's well, the he thing. Wants to play for a winner too. I feel like. Hmm? And that's why he has. I think this is shout out to like full, full count Tommy on Twitter. Follow him, Cubs guy. He was tweeting out on Wednesday how the all the leaks that we saw, Kevin, from your boy Dave Kaplan and then uh, Russell Dorsey on Bally Sports the next day confirming that like, you know, ownership has told the front offense, hey, spend as much as you need to make the Cubs like competitive again. Maybe those leaks wasn't really so much for like uh, Bogarts or like the concept of getting two shortstops, but it was more towards Carlos Correa being like, hey, we're going to be spending. We want you here. Don't worry. We're going to get you more guys. I like that theory. Obviously, this is the optimistic side of me wanting Carlos Correa. So I'm biased there, but kind of makes sense. Yeah, and it's like with the Bellinger move and the Tyon move and a bare minimum, it shows, hey, we are trying to move in the right direction. We're making moves. We're and, trying and, to get better. And that's the other thing. Like, I, I know we, we've been making fun of the Cubs and like some of their signings that they made like in other seasons. And yes, like the, with the Bellinger thing, it's not, it's nothing crazy. It's a one year deal. If it doesn't work, he's gone. But a cheap team doesn't spend $17 million on a, on a, on a gamble. The Cubs could have been like, ah, like, like if the Cubs would have signed Kevin Kiermeyer for a one year, like $8 million deal, I would have been like, fuck you guys. Like, what is this? That, that is being just not, that's being dumb. That's being, that is truly being cheap. 
so maybe I'm, you know, to have the rosy colored sunglasses on right now, whatever it is. But I think the at the very least, I, I do think it's going to be Swanson. Still hoping for Correa. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, again, I think we've been prepared enough. We've seen it through the media. We've been, it's been, look, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I've seen a lot of Cub fans who were like completely out on Swanson two weeks ago or now. Like, it's a great move because they've been hearing nothing but it. The media has been softening everything up for, for a good week now at this point, making it more palatable. Um, you know, again, he's, he's, he's a good supplementary move, but he's not, he shouldn't be the move. If he's the best move of your offseason, it's, it's not a great offseason. It's a good offseason. That that a good way to yeah. put it? Like that's the way I, that's the way I look at it. I think that he's a good player, but he's not going. To, he's not fixing the problems that the Cubs actually have. He's just improving the defense. That's he's, the thing. That I because th- I still th- I think they'll still get another guy though. Like if yeah. it's Drury, a JD Martinez, an Aguilar, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Can't have Drury. Know, a crew. <laughs> no, we're gonna get Drury. No, I'm uh, so in on Drury. I'm so in on Drury now. <laughs> Can't have Drury. <laughs> I really a, man, a Mancini, like they have to get. That's the thing. They they need a right-handed guy for third base or first base. Mm-hmm. They do because you yep. can't go into the season being like, yes, Matt Mervis, you had one great year in the minors. Help, you're, you have to be good in the major leagues. Like yep. you can't you can't be counting on that. That's unfair to Matt Mervis. That's yeah. <laughs> and and again, and you don't want a guy like Patrick Wisdom. If you're parading Patrick Wisdom out for a hundred and some odd games, you're not a contender. I'm sorry. That guy is a great bench guy. He'd be perfect on the bench. But if he's your starting third baseman, you have problems. I just I I've again. I mean, what did he hit? Like one sixteen in September and August or whatever this year. Like I don't know. It's really bad. But like this Patrick Wisdom. Patrick Wisdom is going to be like perfect in a against lefties. Like oh perfect in a like he's going to be getting some starts at third, and then when he's not playing, it's Morel at third, mm-hmm. or you know whoever's at first base. He can't. He's not going to be playing there, so put in him at first base. He can DH. So yeah, and he like, you're, you're right. He Kevin. really does hit lefties well. Like he that is what he does well. He he blasts lefties. So having him as a lefty, kind of a lefty only guy with an occasional right handed start, you know. I don't have problems with that. I just have problems with him being the starting, like the the dude yeah. at a spot. He shouldn't be the dude. Yeah, but responding it, but like, to Wayne in the chat, I'm keeping Jake Berger, friend of the show. <laughs> Jake Berger, <laughs> oh, I like so sweet. Yeah. I would take Jake Berger over. I would make that trade. Well, the White Sox going to sign Puig? No. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he going to jail or something? What happened to that? Yeah, I don't know. He's got a new agent too, and she's hot. It's, well, sorry. Who's going to jail? Agency. Wasn't Puig going to jail? The White Sox already have locker room and culture issues. Like you heard it in the Jose Abreu press conference. The fact he's like, "Yeah, I wanted to be in a place that I know that, that has more of like a family atmosphere." After he said the last time he was up for a free agency, he was like, "I'm going to sign myself for the White Sox. I want to sign." Tells you all you need to know about the White Sox clubhouse. Like that was terrible. And we're going to bring Yasiel Puig in? No, I don't I, you don't want to do that. That'd be a disaster. Totally no, being that is just pouring gasoline on a fire because the right. clubhouse is already bad. It's horrible. It's- Terrible teammate. Random thought. Is Trevor Bauer eligible to come back to Major League Baseball this year? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I wouldn't say he's been missing work, Bob. Uh, uh let's let's check the uh let's check the Google machine. I mean, I think the last thing I saw in Bauer was what, some of his lawsuits got thrown out. Uh it's, I, I it mean, still I'm doesn't just, look good for just, him. No, I know it's just a random question, but like well, he's suspended for 324 games. 
So oh, the, shit, that's he's right. He's not eligible to return until the 19th Boy. game of the 2024 season. Holy okay. shit. That's like I said, answers the question. That's the... Boy, that's brutal. If you're the Dodgers, you had that rotation you thought was going to be so good. <laughs> you spend money on get suspended for 300 games. Holy, I forgot it was that long of suspension. That's right. Because he, he kept getting like the indefinite ones. Like they would extend it like a couple weeks at a time. Then, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm not yeah, like an advocate for him or anything. I just, I'm literally uh, just out of curiosity. Yeah. And the White Sox wanted him too. There was like a bunch like, hey, like White Sox should get tripled out. Come on. <laughs> And Tatis can start opening day, right? I think he's still. I think the suspension still carries over a few games. I think. Let's see, Tatis suspension. Oh, not the suspension on his motorcycle that he crashed and hurt himself. Uh, it's an eighty-game suspension. So, what is he eligible? This says return date for twenty twenty-three would be eligible April twentieth. Yeah, so he's gonna be missing like, what, three weeks? Yeah, about about a little bit less than three weeks. Man, I'm telling you though, if the Padres land a Correa and move to T to the outfield, sheesh, sheesh, that'd be pretty damn good. I Mm. hope I'm wrong, fellas, for your sake. You guys, you two know I'll always root for you, but I really, I just don't see Correa signing with the Cubs. No, the biggest fuck up, and like I, I had it in my predictions. I thought Judge was gonna return to the Yankees, and then the Giants were immediately just gonna go to Correa. Like I, I think that's the most likely scenario, unless the Padres. I think the Padres have a very bruised ego right now because they're getting all this pub for offering players you, a ton of money and them going somewhere else. I mean, the the Cubs have to be in Correa's uh, in Correa's ear and be. They just have to be pointing out all the tax stuff to him. Oh yeah, no, they, they just need to. They need to drive that point. <laughs> without a doubt, it's just for me. I think as much of a money guy, I think money's going to be equal from the offers across the board. I just need to, someone needs to paint me a clear picture of how the Cubs sell him, him as a win, a more of a win now team than the Padres. Well, you can do it over know, the giants. That's you, for you sure. You know what you do though. I think that, well, I think the giants can have a better stuff with this, with this part, the Cubs can sell Carlos Correa. You are going to be the guy for the Cubs. You are the star. The Padres, the Padres have Machado, they have Tatis, they have Soto. You know, drive that ego with them. Yeah. Be like, hey, it, this is going to be your team. You're going to be a star city, in yeah. Chicago. In a major city. Yep. yep. So I think that's another part where, like, I mean, we just saw we just saw it with the with Aaron Judge. Like, yeah, you can go to San Francisco. San Francisco is in New York. It's different being a Yankee and being a Giant. I know the Giants have history, but not yeah. not comparing the Cubs That's to the Yankees, Yankees, but at least brand wise, yeah. the Padres. What have the Padres ever done? That's... I just yeah, I I'm sorry, but I I don't see. So come on, you're wearing that Giants hat, trying to I'm will trying it into to build a picture. <laughs> Look, uh, yeah, it may end up, it. it could end up Minnesota, and then you're really pissed. Oh, it, not really, because that's what it was last year, and they sucked. That's true. That's true. Let them spend all their money on Carlos Correa. Yeah, yeah. Like, what it's a, fine by the me. Twins at? Because like they have a rise. They have. Joe said, "Fine by me." Like Correct. they just—they're kind of like a middle team too. Who like what direction are they going? They have Buxton. Uh, their pitching is. Okay. Buxton is going to go down as one of the one of the most could have been players of all time. And I hate 
it sucks. Like, okay, I know he plays for one of our biggest rivals, but he is so good. Yeah. And he can just, always stay healthy. Yeah. He'd be one every of the- year, man. Every is he like, uh, is he, I mean, it's kind of shaping up like, oh, who is the guy from, uh, from Cleveland, like in the 2000s? Uh, Sizemore. Grady Sizemore. Wasn't he another guy who was really good? Like, I don't think, I don't even as- think Grady Sizemore got as hurt as much as Buston gets hurt. Like, every severe year. injury every year. Yeah. It's always one like he was raking this year before it went down. Yep. Um, I guess we'll see how it all plays out. But of course, if the Cubs were to get a Correa or even like a Dansby Swanson, you know, Jury. I don't think, I don't think uh, <laughs> Joey Gallo is going to warrant it. But if something big like that does happen, we'll, we'll jump on when we can. But on the Cubs uh, side, Elvis Andrews. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's time, Mitch. All right, you warm up those beautiful pipes, there, buddy. I'm gonna play play my music. <laughs> uh, where we go? Here we go. Oh, look at that! Oh. Look at the camera. Wait. Oh. All righty. Since it is free agency in baseball and it's all about spending money, we're going to do a little game. The White Sox, if you watch a White Sox broadcast, Chris Camp always puts together the uh, swap meet. So it's going to be a little combination between the two. I have made a chart with a bunch of blind resumes. You will have $13 to spend. They're categorized $5 drivers, $4 drivers, three, two, one. You're going to build your own cup team based off of these blind resumes because I know you don't know any of the drivers anyway. And then afterwards, I will determine who won. By the driver you picked, um, how many points they had this regular season. So, like regular free agency, you can spend a lot of money on a player. Doesn't mean they're going to pan out. So, we'll see how it goes. You could get a steal. Some guy could overperform like a Johnny Cueto. You could get a buck. But we have all the – I think Aldo has it. We're going to uh, – we'll pull up the blind resumes. You so will take the team. The rules are you got $13 to spend. The max amount of drivers you can get is four. You can go with two, I guess. Three, probably the ideal number, but – you know, for KFIDS Motorsports, uh, Zoe, uh, Team Zoe, and um, Aldo uh, Racing, uh, Hell yeah, you know, build your cup team. We'll see who had the most points based off this year's performance, and we'll go from there. So, Aldo, you have the uh, the graphic. And for the listeners, this is why you should be tuning in. You can see it. I'll read off uh, all of them for you as you guys decide uh, what you want. And then I have the answer key afterwards. So you can see who you got in the uh, swap. You, so you, want the, you want the color-coded one up, right? Correct. Yes. Okay, here we go. All right. So for the five dollar uh, drivers, we got driver uh, driver A, uh, and you get thirteen dollars to spend. So these are the five dollar drivers. Driver A has one championship, thirty five wins, uh, two hundred thirty three top tens in his career. Driver B, two championships, thirty one wins, two hundred fifty seven top tens in his career. Driver C, two championships, sixty wins, three hundred fifty five top tens. So now we go to the four dollar drivers. Driver D. Zero championships, 48 wins, 312 top 10s. Driver E, one championship, 19 wins, 146 top 10s. Driver F, one championship, 31 wins, 261 top 10s. Driver G, zero championships, uh, seven wins, 113 top 10s. Driver H, one championship, 18 wins, 137 top 10s. Driver I, zero championships, four wins, 58 top 10s. On to the $2 drivers. Two and one. This is where the White Sox spending range would probably be if uh, Rick Conn was a cup owner. Uh, driver J, 
Zero championships, three wins, 41 top tens. Driver K, zero wins. Or zero championships, seven wins, 69 top tens. Nice. Driver L, zero championships, four wins, 43 top tens. And from the uh, bottom of the cellar, uh, zero championships, one win, 49 top tens. Uh, driver N, zero championships, two wins, 30 top tens. And driver O, zero championships, one win, 29 top tens. So uh, they will pick out of 13, get $13 to spend once again. Can we Matt pick? Can we each pick the same guy? Pick the same guy. So come up once you all have your guys in mind. We'll just go around. You can tell me who you got. It's a rotisserie. It's a rotisserie. Yeah, exactly. But you can you can have the same guy in theory. I'm back. All, all right. right so, so I got thirteen bucks to spend. Thirteen bucks, and then you said up to spend. four drivers. Uh, four is the max you can have. All right. Uh, can you have three? Drivers. You can get yeah, up to three. Is there a minimum four. driver? Like what? Three. How does that work? Yeah, I mean, with $13, probably one three is the minimum. Most cup teams will have like two to three guys, but you can have up to four is the maximum. All right, I have my four. The idea is to maximize your points. Whichever team has the most points based off of this year's standings will win. 13 bucks? 13 bucks. I have my four. All right, although uh, which four are you going with? I'm going to go driver C. Driver C. I'm going to write this all right, Aldo, he's got so those driver C. C? Driver C, for those listening, he's got two championships, 60 wins, 355 top tens. Driver D. The fuck? Driver D, he's got zero championships, 48 wins, 312 top tens. Driver... That's, so you got, uh, that's $9 spent. And then driver K, or driver <laughs> L and K. What and the driver fuck? L and K, okay. Are you serious? Oh, okay. Like, mm -hmm. right. uh, intelligent driver, spending, Kevin. Those listening, zero championships, four wins, 43 top tens in his career. Driver K, zero championships, seven wins, 69 top tens in his career. Uh, Fids, you got yours right? Is anyone else ready with it? I, mine are, mine's ready. I'm going to change one now because Aldo and I had the exact fucking same one. So, KDCL because I took I, I, A, I took K because it's 69. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Tens, I mean, are you going K? 69 top 10 or seven yeah. wins, 69 top 10, zero championships. You want a 69 your top 10. So, um, I think <laughs> I will then I'll just go with driver J instead of L. I'll flip to the other side of that chart. I'll let Aldo and Three I wins, 41 <laughs> top 10s. For driver L, let's switch it over. Let's switch it over. Yeah, we'll just do that. So we'll go D, K, C, and J for a total of $13. And then D and K. Driver D, once again, 48 wins, 312 top 10s. And driver K. Uh, wait, no. So you had K, J, D, and what was the other one? D, K, C, and J. C, okay. C, C, driver C. 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 Two championships, 60 wins, 355 top 10s. All right, so who you got? C D H M. Ooh, Everyone's H -M. going with okay, and then H. And I mean, then you got a guy with sixty wins. How do you not take a guy so with sixty? Adam has one win, forty-nine top tens, no championships. He's the only one that went the one-dollar driver. And then H, another new one, one championship, eighteen wins, one hundred thirty-seven top tens. So going with the bargain. But so everyone's got their four. All right, uh, Aldo, do you have the other one? We have the answer key for who all the drivers were, how many points they had this regular season. We will tally it up, and uh, we'll see who won. 
the uh, the SWAT yeah, being here. Uh, 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 uh. Well, I could have just cheated and looked at this other picture. <laughs> yeah. All right, so these are the drivers. These are how many points they had. So driver A was Brad Keselowski. So everyone was Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is driver C, Hall Bush. of Fame driver. Overall, for number one driver, not as many points as some of the other ones. He had uh, 2,224 points for the, uh, the regular season there. Um, so everyone had him. Uh, driver D, everyone had him as oh, Denny Hamlin, solid year, uh, 2,379. So really it's going to come down uh, to the last two. So although you had Driver K, which was Alex Bowman, he had 2,107 points. Uh, Fidji had him as well. Um, and then Zoe, you had H. So you had Chase Elliott, oh. who finished second in the standings with Driver H. So uh, you have the lead uh, there. One dollar one, though. And then I, I you had driver. Yeah, there's one. Yeah, Dana Suarez as driver M. That's my favorite driver. He finished number 10 in the standings. But uh, yeah, Ross Chastain uh, would have been the, the, the good way. one to get there. So um, he so, too had. You're telling me I should have kept the L and not switching it just because Aldo had the same. Yeah, Aldo had kind of a steal. So I got to add up. I was right. Oh. It's my first instinct. But to make Aldo, it you had. And who's Bell? Christopher Bell, he was in the final four of the standings. He was like the lowest driver on Joe Gibbs Racing, and he had a career year, finished fourth in the standings. So you had, all right, let's see. And then plus two, three, seven, no. Oops. <sighs> Disappointing. Four plus two, three, seven, nine. And then you had K, two, one, oh, seven. And then you had L5027. So, although you had 11,737 points. So, remember that number. 11,737. Uh, 11, yeah, 11,737. All right. Uh, Fids, you had... Now, I had the same score as Aldo if we kept my original picks, but <laughs> <laughs> I switched to the J to make it fun. I want to make sure the record shows that I'm a NASCAR whiz. I was just. This is true. Yeah, making it making it competitive. I mean, you saw last week how wise and I you am. Know. NASCAR isms. Nine and then I, just, I picked the wrong dollar one. Fuck. Feds, you had eight thousand nine hundred twenty-five. Oh. So you were behind. Although there, all right, Zo. I think you might have had it here. Let's I think Zo did win it with yeah. uh, with Ham on, or no, with. Uh... Elliot. 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 And then plus. Zoe had 11,884. Zoe. Winner. Zoe Motorsports. Congratulations. You have won. NASCAR free agency. Yeah, I mean, some of the bottom of the guys, Ross Chastain was the sneaky one I had in there. Uh, none of you guys fell for the bait with, hey, Brad Keselowski is going to be a future Hall of Famer. He sucked this year, but he he was, yeah, 629 in the 80s. Everybody knows. This is a NASCAR big brain right here. There you go. Knows this is a NASCAR <laughs> big brain. Got to fit in that big old head. Yep. This is why you're Rick Hahn's advisor. You know, you're yep. looking at the numbers. We Doesn't know anything about NASCAR. Had the got a call coming up. We got a call just a hat wreck. Yep. Well, you know why? It's because you had Daniel Suarez on your team in the 99 car. So, yep. I mean, that's probably I, uh, so Chuck Garfine tweets out this the quote from Nelson Cruz. And, of course, everyone reacts. And there's like a million Encarcion 
gift going on and all this other shit. But like, and then uh, Chuck quote tweets someone like, oh, I wish they would have read the article. I just looked at the article. He's getting the reaction he wanted by tweeting out that quote from that article. Like, sorry, man. That's just a, another thing for another time. But, <laughs> I knew he was the one behind it. When you said that, I knew he was the one behind it. Yeah, I mean, that's... He, he's, he's been getting, that horn on that podcast for a year. He's getting, like that. Well, he's getting the clicks he wants, is yeah. what I'm saying. Like, he's getting the reaction he wants, because people are like... I mean, it's not a good reaction, but he's getting reactions, and it's getting retweeted and all that shit, so... Thoughts on uh, Pedro Griffo liking fish tacos? I like fish tacos. What's wrong with fish tacos? A dude from like South Florida liking fish tacos. Oh, no, I'm not saying bears. They're delicious. I mean, I like all tacos, but fish tacos are good. No, he's uh, he's been. Uh, I don't know why I saw that tweeted out. I just randomly saw that tweeted. Well, I, it was uh, Ken tweeted out because he was on MLB International or whatever, and he's they uh, were talking to him, and he said literally nothing of substance except for like. Uh, I like fish tacos. Uh, baseball is fun. <laughs> right. Like, like I said, he's he uh, he was coached up. He's a good soldier. Put it that way. Lucas Giolito's cleaning up uh, trash on on the beach, so he's gonna have a bad year. According how to long are these project? Bur- Hold on. How long are these project Birmingham episodes? Probably like twenty minutes each. I'm guessing half hour, twenty minutes. Can't be that long. Can't, there's not that many guys to talk about down there worthwhile. It's a series, though. Like, uh, I'm looking it up right now because I'm trying to decide if I want to do something with There'll this. There'll be an episode on Montgomery, an episode on Coloss, and an episode on Vera. It's my game. Did, uh, did TV uh, documentary on YouTube include the baby mama drama? No. I don't watch that. Um, Project Birmingham, episode one. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. This episode is six minutes and 39 seconds long. So, hmm. <laughs> I'm wondering if I should do a live watch. How long is it? Six, six minutes. minutes. Let's put it out. We'll do a live reaction. <laughs> yeah, do it, sir. <laughs> Can I share my screen? Will the sound come through, I guess, is what I'm asking? I think you can. Uh, it gives you an option to share sound. Let's go here. Look at this. Bonus content. This is why you tune into this every Wednesday. All right. Uh, sorry for those listening, but this is happening now. <laughs> what do I got to – all right, it's playing. Can you guys hear it? It's a little bit outside the box. Yes. Yep. Heard of anything like it before? This is this is the first of its kind. But when we first got told about and everything, and then we came here, we were kind of just like, "This is different." Damn, Colson looks like a little kid. <laughs> it's a nice ballpark. It is a nice ballpark. I I really want to take a field trip. Him uh, with something that Charlotte went through time too for a couple months. You know, there were so many pieces that I enjoyed. Sox uh, legend. From, whether it be an instructional league in the past the alternate site setting and kind of diving deep on why I felt like those programs have been successful in the past was mainly because we felt like we had the top players in the organization together feeding off of each other with our top instructors. Everyone seemed very excited about it. Who's starting us off? You do. 
Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. All right, come on. Take yourself, baby. Straddle line. We're going. We're going to nature first. Go. I just thought it was a no lose proposition. I think every championship organization say, at some guy? point has had a so, core group of players that kind of hitch up together at the same level. Who is this guy, man? And get to the big leagues at the same time to continue to challenge the player. You know, in some cases, it humbles the young player who maybe had a really good year in Canapolis and let them know that they're, you know, they got to stay hungry. There's still a lot of work to do before they become the finished product. That, that was a huge piece of this was, are we able to motivate these players even further? The 2-2 to Montgomery. Drive and a base hit in the center field. Montgomery puts the first hit of the night on the board for the dash. I was in Hickory with Winston-Salem, and there was just a whole bunch of whispering he going on that a lot of stuff was going to happen. His name right? Came in after the game, <laughs> and then he told us all we were going to Birmingham. There's a whole bunch of other prospects that were coming too, so we were all kind of a little confused on how it all was going to work. But then, as in the couple of days passed, everybody took each other in with open arms, realized we're all here for the same goal. We want to get to the big leagues, you know, and we might as well do it being happy with each other. Sitting in Focalte, yeah. So when everybody walked into the clubhouse on in late August and kind of we formed a new team, you could just see guys excited about being here. Yeah, I didn't realize how short Cola is. It's a collection of you know our, our future. Right? Our our guys that we believe highly in to help us and, and be impact players in Chicago How someday going through the daily grind of professional baseball, oh. you know, at, at somewhat of a higher oh. level here in the minor leagues in double A. We had Oscar Colas that was already there. Oscar is a dynamic talent. He gets everybody on the edge of their seat. Never leaves. Montgomery. Things just naturally seem to come easier for him than yeah. a lot of guys. Brian Ramos. And this is a kid that's so committed that he spent all offseason in Arizona last year, and it's shown on the field. Norhe Vera. It could be. He never seems to get phased by anything that's going on. That's a testament to who he is and how Hopefully much this he's growing this last year. Too. Yeah. West Cap. He knows at a young age how to deal with what this game throws at him. Wilfred Verez, Adam Hattenberg, Matt Thompson, Jared Kelly, Moises Castillo was part of that group. Jared Kelly? DJ Gladney was another guy that came from Canapolis. Let's get these players That's around each other and, and, and push each other on the daily work. Iron sharpens iron. There it is. I was waiting how long it was going to be before they said iron sharpens iron. <laughs> I was waiting. We're going to win the championship in double A next year. So a day like today, um, the guys are usually here. Around 12, 12.30, they get in the weight room. At 2 o'clock, we come out here. Uh, we've got groups set up for early work defensively, uh, specified by corner That's infielders, middle infielders, man. outfielders, catchers. Yeah, I think we're uh, done. <laughs> oh, come on, Zo. We're hyping up for the for the Southern League double-A championship. Right. I was just more wanting to see what the, the, the first part was, but I still think it's not a coincidence that they release that during the winter meetings. Quick reaction, uh, quick thoughts, though, Mitch. Hopefully, two, we're gonna win the double A championship. Although they called up Cola, so he's gonna start the year in the MLB next year, so that's gonna really hurt their champion, their championship chances. Down there. Yeah, I mean, if you get one of those guys to pop, you're doing good. I so, hope they, they're it. bad at player development. You look at all these other clubs, all these guys are coming out of nowhere. The White Sox have had all these prospects, and look how many have been bust. And I get it happens, but, like, there's a lot. 
their success rate is not very good. I don't know what the hell's going on now. Speaking to that point, Mitch, uh, I know, Kevin, you talked about the, the bad drafting that the Cubs have made, uh, kind of the underwhelming uh, results. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. No! Uh-oh. No! Herb is... Herb is walking back as Joey. Oh, oh no! Oh. I, I, what did I tell you? So? Herb. What did I tell I like you? So? Oh, Herb. Herb. If just, I was closer to Herb, I would have. I would have DM'd him on the side or something. Like Herb, don't do this. Herb just tweeted out, "I didn't mean to stir things up, y'all, and definitely don't want to make it like I'm 100% that Joey Gallo is signing with the White Sox." That's my fault. I should be more careful with my words. I trust my guy, but I'm not a trained journalist to vet this out like they would. Ooh. Damn. Oh, All I can think of is we're going to post that video of Herbie. And we love Herbie. We love him. So yeah. I, I, I want to be the first one to post it just to, to tell oh, him. Oh, when he fell. Oh, it no, happens. don't do that to our It happens. It happens. Like, he's yeah, fine. Herbie's I wouldn't. Bad. Really like he's seriously that. the best, and you know what? He's a stand-up no, dude no, for getting he, up there he, and saying something. No, he, he would take that. He'd laugh at it. He'd laugh. He would. I, I don't mean it. He knows I'm not meaning it. He'll tell. He's a stand-up dude for going out there and saying, "Look, guys, here's here's look. I, I wear this. Like that's half, half of these dudes don't even rem- remotely touch that. I I kind of respected him, and he he's not that. hiding behind a food account throwing this no, stuff. Up. He's yeah. Not. He, yeah, he put his name on it, and it, it you know, and it, he had to walk it back, and. You know, he said I had to walk it back. Like some guys will just ignore it, maybe delete well, the tweet, move on. It's, like it's, it's not that it way. could still happen. Right. But he's I mean, he's just a stand up. Rick Hahn was but... like Rick Hahn was like, uh hey Herb. What the hell? You're to the <laughs> he's like, Hey, I'm just, I was just trying to have a fun night in San Diego. I got uh, Joey Gallo's agent uh, calling me up. Herb, uh, the projections yeah. that you can get him for I'm gonna leave Herb alone. That was market values up, and we're gonna have to pay chat. I'm gonna Honestly, I'm gonna yeah. leave Herb alone. Hopefully it does happen, but ah shit, Herb. Happens to the best, Herb. It happens to the, look. It happens to the best. I got fucking. Yeah. I got duped by I mean, not that not that Herb got duped, but I'm just saying. Like today, I literally fell for a fake uh, Xander Bogart's uh, Twitter. Yep, gotta remind everybody. Everyone can pay for a check mark now. You gotta actually click the account now and look at follower count and create a date and all that stuff these guys are getting good though i mean uh, i think it was kevin you shared the the parody of the food account yeah hey, a parody <laughs> of a parody account uh, I I thought parody account was hilarious that was so good i yeah. i bought it too I mean, there's uh one called like mlb scoops and they have a picture of ice cream cone oh yeah and yeah that account was created july 2022 oh and, this is this is what I was gonna bring up uh, with Mitch saying, uh, you know, the White Sox poor record of uh, player development. Uh, mm-hmm. The Cub the Cubs signed uh, or they selected uh, Nick Birdie. Uh, he used to be with the Pirates. Yeah, uh, Birdie was a stud before he had all the arm problems. Well, and then his brother Zach Birdie yep. was with the White Sox, and then I was looking him up because I was like, oh yeah, they're they're brothers. Zach Birdie was a first round pick by the White Sox in 2016. We all thought he'd be closer. Yep, he got called up. Uh, I think he had like a couple of good relief outings, but struggled. Went back to the minors. I think he's. Uh, I think he elected free agency back in November. Fun fact: his dad was in the same fantasy football league as I was. Oh, years okay. back, he's friends with my uncle, his dad. Uh, we were in the same. Yeah, we were in the same fantasy football league, and I beat him. Hell yeah! Take that. 
They went to Downers Grove. Yeah. High school. Yep. Local boy. I, I was excited when they drafted him. I thought he was going to be the future closer. Like, he was great at Louisville. Yep. And then his brother was good, solid too before he had all the arm problems. Yep. All right. Cause most people are being cool to her with the comments. I'm going to cut him some slack here. Hopefully it still happens, but no, no, you know, it, it's, it's way different when you, when you do that, when you put your name behind it, it's, in, instead of going like an anonymous account mm-hmm. being like, Hey guys, I'm hearing this, uh, blah, 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 blah. Like when he has a show and he's like, you know, I'm hearing this. It's not like he's, you know, hiding his voice. Hey, hearing this doesn't mean the guy is going to suck. Like how many times yeah. have I heard I'm like actual inside. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think, if he, I think if he could do it again, he wouldn't say that it's going to be announced later this week. That, yeah. That would probably that's the tough part. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the, where he kind of overstaffed, but hopefully it still happens. I really hope. Well, it you know, watch it. Might, it might still happen. That was like, you know, going back to NASCAR, Dale Earnhardt Jr. leaked the news that Kyle Busch was going to sign with Richard Childress racing. And then Kyle Busch called him and was like, what the hell? Cause he like posted some memes on Twitter and everyone figured it out. So then he had to like fire off like three more tweets to try and throw people off. Like, Oh, I didn't actually mean that, but, in reality, it was just because Kyle Busch was all pissed off. So it could be the same thing. Maybe Rick Hahn called I, him up and was like, yo, you're blowing our cover. So he's trying to walk nope. back. I think it is the same thing. And I think that's a great spot to end it at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how you know you're at the two-hour mark. <laughs> so, yeah. So for Mitch Fitz, that's all the Omzo. Uh, again, if something big pops off, we'll jump on some kind of social media to get out to you guys, but until then, uh, stay frosty, and we'll talk to you next week. This Padres bitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board, yeah. Season make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for. Yeah. You can put it on the board. Yeah. Every season make it all change. Take me out to the bar game.